Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Wake up in the morning, feeling good, feeling good, yeah, I'm feeling on it. Shouting out to all the bros that be getting money. Always working for the bad, you can't take it from me. We on it, we on it. Tell us why we on it. Dance around all of these haters, hit the doggy on them. Hit the high step, damn, then we dunking on them. I got the moves, I got the moves, but I ain't big shawnin'. Yeah, yeah. We don't do no bad vibes. Alright, and welcome back to the Always High Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Pinzone, and uh, today, on this episode, we got a pretty cool guest, man. Shout out to this dude, you always see him at these comedy shows, right? Taking pictures, getting videos. That's me. Yep, shout out to Gabe, aka Benny TV. What's yes. going on, buddy? What's up, man? I'm happy to be on somebody else's podcast right now. This is uh, this is a humbling experience. I'm so happy you asked me. <laughs> For real? Yeah. On, on somebody else's, do you got your own? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I do a music podcast with uh, Colin Chomiak. Oh, for yeah, real? yeah. We got like twenty three episodes. We just, you know, we just, we just crawling right now. Like, I love podcasts. I'm a big podcast nerd, so I'm really happy you asked me to be on your show, dude. That's dope. I didn't even know that. Like, I thought you were. Oh, it's okay, <laughs> Cleo. Cleo, it's okay. It's okay. I'm used to dogs barking at me. I'm from the hood, you know. Uh. So. <laughs> Yes, he said niggas having fucking uh, dog fights and shit. Like they was wild. Were, Bro, where are you from? I'm from uh, Dayton, Ohio. Okay, it was it was a wild time. There's uh, it was the early 2000s. A lot of Project Pat was playing. A lot of Jada Kiss. Yeah, you know? this is a good time. But yeah, it was mad dogs. We used to be afraid of uh, dogs coming out and fucking chasing us all the time. Like, I got chased by a dog with my cousin back in '03. That was crazy. My brother got bit by a dog. In September 11, 2001. So I wasn't really concerned about the towers. I was like, yeah. is my brother going to make it? Like, yeah. Like, this is crazy. I was like, it was, a, it was a wild time. It was a crazy place to live. Damn, they really like that in Dayton? Oh, it's crazy, man. It's insane. Just listen to a Cameron record. He'll talk about how he was wilding in Dayton in Cincinnati. It's a, the murder rate's crazy up there. But it taught me a lot of things. Uh, I, I just, I have a hard face now. People don't mess with me in the streets. They think I'm tough when I'm like a teddy bear, really. It's a good thing. It's really yeah. good. I, I don't get, uh, attacked often. Yeah. You know, people don't try me as much. Dude, that's wild. Like, cause I, I'm from Newport News, Virginia. Oh, yeah. Virginia get it in too. So, yeah, I, I, I'm, it's crazy we both ended up out here. You're yeah. Not here. You know, that's crazy. Yeah. My, with me, I'm a military brat, so I moved. Okay. Yeah, I moved around all over. So, like, what made you come out here? Uh, I had a friend that was living out here that used to live with me in Florida, and he was just looking for a roommate because his um, mom was moving to Dallas, and so there's an extra room. And he was like, "Yo, you should come out here and you know just like chill." Yeah. I've been here since uh, 2017. Jeez. Dude, so that means that we've been out here around the same time, too, because I came in twenty January of 2018. That's crazy. I came here in November 2017. <laughs> hey, we, we just, we're the same person. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Oh, that was like a, I feel like that was right around the time a lot of people started coming out here. Like, from what I've been told, Tucson has grown uh, for the past few years, and people like us have just been coming in just slowly oh, yeah. and surely, which is cool. I think places need, that's what, I think you're doing a good job as a city if you are attracting people. Yeah, having people come through. Like, just, 
I was talking to my girlfriend about it just the other day. There was a whole bunch of shit being built over on um, over by Ajo and Mission, mm. and I remember like a few years ago where that was just like emptied out completely. Yeah. It's crazy, like, we've been here long enough now to start seeing changes, Mm -hmm. you know, because, like, you see it in, like, your hometown or other places that you live, you see, you gotta get used to it, but, like, we're adults now. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy to see, like, a place, like, really still change, like, that's that's a universal thing. Towns have to change, there's more people going, and there's things progress, and that's just, like, life. You just change. Everybody changes. Shout-outs to Joe Burrow. Oh, yeah, we're, uh... We were watching the tail end of the Chiefs-Bengals game, and God, I'm disappointed. Don't get me wrong, I'm happy that Joe Burrow won and they beat Kansas City, but at the same time, I had money, money on Kansas on, City. Yeah. Money supersedes all that. Yeah, exactly. Come on, man. I, I, need, I need to get paid. Yeah. Uh, next next part, like, you got it, man. You know, these things happen. This is the the way of the game. Yeah. You know? sa- dude, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> sadly, sadly, sadly. But, so, you're from Dayton. Mm-hmm. Like, were you doing, like, photography and, like, stuff out there? Or, no, like, did, no. Was it... See, this is the thing. Um, I've always wanted to do everything since I was a kid, man. Mm-hmm. I've been weird ever since I was a kid, man. And really, the photography thing really is a means to an end. Like, I'm starting with photography, really trying to get up on uh, videography next year. I want to shoot my own music videos, which is the main reason why I bought the camera, so I can, you know, shoot my music videos and start really getting into my directing bag, because that's what I've always wanted to do. I've always had these ideas of, like, uh, graphic novels about, like, space and fucking uh, superheroes and uh, crime dramas and shit like that, and I'm, like, I'm obsessed with cinematography. Like, I love movies, man. I love movies. I love music. I just love art, honestly. And honestly, I just came into this camera shit, and like I was like, yo, I need to learn how to take pictures before I do video. Yeah. Gotta uh, crawl before you walk. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, started taking pictures, and it's just kind of starting to take off a little bit. And it's, it's a nice little thing, but, you know, you know the Benny TV operation moving into videos. I got a short uh, film uh, coming up. I'm writing right now. Uh, I got a new album coming out. I make music. I rap. So all this, like I said, like it was to get the music videos. I need to start doing it myself. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because paying a nigga five hundred for a video will pop every time—that's crazy. Yeah, no, that that's wild. Yeah, and it's a there's a market out here for it. Yeah, people like, love to see themselves, especially women, bro. Women <laughs> love taking the picture taken. I love beautiful women, so I want to take pictures of them too. People and, and you guys, you stand up for me. Y'all need y'all like that publicity. Y'all need oh, yeah. y'all need to have that out there, like having headshots to make y'all look good. Dude. To make people understand who y'all are. Hey and your headshots, man, the the few that you've sent me when you've done like um you did Fuck, uh, the Tim shows. Yeah. The, the ones from, uh, that Comic Con one. Yeah. yeah. I like, that was really good. That's probably my sub best stuff of you, honestly. Dude, that was. You was I, in the Toski air, the, the little garbage shit. That was really dope. I'm happy that somebody's representing for anime. Oh, I yeah. was trying to tell Jim Blanco about how they take, they're trying to take the, uh, sacred beast from these kids. I was trying to, you know, I'm explain, to explain it. Yeah. And she's like, oh, why don't you just tell me they're the bad guys? I'm like, come on, Jim. I'm trying to bond with you by telling you something personal, but I love Naruto. You know, like I I love anime. I like. Let me be. Let me be clear. I love uh, old anime. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm not really with the new anime shit. Like Naruto, no. I love Naruto, Yu Yu Hakusho, uh, One Piece, fucking DBZ. All like the 2000 shit. You yeah, know what yeah. Saying? But the new stuff is just the animation is kind of weird to me. Almost they all try to be alike. There's so many of them that are like, but so I'm just happy somebody was representing. Yeah. For uh, Naruto, yeah, I, I was in, I, I've been enjoy- I was looking back in my um, fucking phone and all my old pictures i'm like yo i've just been doing this for a long time it feels like i've been doing it for so long it's like yeah i'm happy that it's caught on but like next year we're gonna be talking about different shit when we, when we talk oh, yeah. about this podcast like i'm gonna be i'm gonna shoot my movie you know i'm a uh fucking I'm, my podcast is gonna i'm gonna try to take that to the next level too just i do a lot of shit man i'm out here dude i'm gonna have to hop on your guys's podcast for oh sure. yeah for sure man we we just had uh trey on there um, and Jen for this season, and then the next season we're gonna have Stephanie. Trey is that um, Stephanie? Stephanie's husband? Yeah, yeah. See, I don't know him by his first name. I know him as Black Steve. Who <laughs> 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 he, he let you call him Black Steve? What, dude? Okay, so here's the thing behind Black Steve. I need so, to know. Yeah, so Black Steve a few years ago, um, I think it was Dom Detola. Uh, yeah, he was like, um, he had made a reference to him, and he just called him Black Steve on stage, and then from there it just caught on. So forever we know we knew him as Black Steve, and then one day he can't like I was talking to him, I was like, dude, so what's your real name? Like, I know, I know, Black Steve's not it. That's not came No, that's not your birth name. Black yeah, Steve is not your birth name. Yeah, and he was like, oh, my name's Trey, but nobody calls me that, and I was like. Fair enough. <laughs> ah, that's my homie, man. He's really talented in music. Uh, he's a great rapper. You know, me and him have a song together called Die For You. He really, like, produced me. He produced the song and he produced me to be the best me that I can yeah. be on the track, which is really hard. So, I, me and him are real close. I got him on an episode and I got Jen on this ep- and Jen on one of the episodes. We do two guest episodes during our uh, year retrospective. Um, the idea that of the podcast is, you know how Katy Perry's song Teenage Dream is on the album Teenage Dream? Yeah. So we review all albums that do that. Okay. So we're doing like System of a Down, Toxicity, uh, The Wall by Pink Floyd, you know, Ready to Die yeah. by uh, Biggie. And we just, you know, we review, we do a top five, uh, least favorite, ask Colin some questions, some witty banter, some uh, LOLs are had. It's a good show, man. And I, I, I was uh, reviewing music back when it was CD Now on uh, Amazon. I was like nine years old. Wow. I used to listen to the, the skit snippets and stuff, I was, and I'd write reviews. I've always loved music, and I love music reviews. Yeah. So, like, I'm, I love podcasting. Uh, it's one of my favorite things in the world, man. And I think everybody should have a voice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Po- podcasting is fun as fuck, dude. You get to talk to your friends. It really and get, is. You get to know them on a personal level. Yeah. Like, you get to know them and then you just sit and talk shit. Like, that's... Yeah. Yeah. yeah and if you're good... So, and honestly, not everybody's good at talking shit. No. Not, not everybody's everybody. good at it. Mm-mm. Not everybody. I'm going to take a sip of this wine. Oh, yeah. No, you're good. But, like, were you doing, like, the, the photo and videography stuff, like, from, like... Like, did you wanted? Did you know that you wanted to do it since like high school, or like from beforehand, or like? Um, I would say when I was a teenager, um, I had a friend, I had two friends, um, Isaac and uh, Anthony. They both were uh, separately trying to get me involved in like projects mm-hmm. and not like writing stuff and like doing like 
video games and shit like this. this is the early this is like 2007 2008 yeah this is when this, this shit was just starting to like become a fruition and like i never really had met people that wanted to do shit like that because i always just thought that i could just like do that in my back you know you're okay bones i've always been uh, a creative person and mm-hmm. since i tell like i told you i was doing music reviews i was like nine yeah. i was writing uh metal gear solid fan fiction you hot show fan fiction when mm-hmm. i was like 10 or 11 so i always wanted to be like a creator in that sense yeah and so like when my friends started talking about you know doing movies and stuff that really like was the first time people around me was talking about doing shit like that and i was like you know that would be really dope if i did so i started like creating ideas that i'm still working on now yeah and now that i'm like now now i'm able to understand photography and video and, and shit like that I can now, like, actually be the person that I've been trying to be mm-hmm. for a long time. So, honestly, everything has been leading up. That's why I love, I've, I feel naked without my camera sometimes because it's, like, it's such a big, it's the completing piece. It feels like it's the thing that I've been needing. Yeah. And I was really afraid to get on it because I never thought, I was like, you know, I can't just go buy a camera and be a, a movie director. Yeah, I, have, I know I'm gonna have to work hard at this and figure this out and understand lighting, all these crazy things and audio and all this other shit. Like that's why I was like, yo, I need to, I need to crawl before I walk, mm-hmm. learn how to take pictures before I learn how to take moving um, people. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. my, my video is, I feel like, I feel like right now I'm really good with the with pictures and I'm still learning with video and that's okay. Like it's okay to get like better at stuff. Oh yeah, no, the video aspect of it, it does take a minute. Because, like, with me, I tried, uh, when I was all throughout, like, as a kid and all the way through, like, my senior year and even, like, the first few years of college, I wanted to be a, um, like, a color commentator mm. for sports. I can hear that, man. I can hear yeah. that. Yeah. So, I would literally, like, have to record my own video, would have to edit it down, all in high school, a little bit of middle school, and then, mm-hmm. like, into college. So, mm-hmm. taking that and learning, like, all the the stuff that's a hassle it it really is but it's so rewarding at the end when you get to watch what you do and it's actually like comes out good Mm -hmm. i've I've edited a few videos when i I did like an internship a few years ago this Mm -hmm. uh, little fucking video production thing and i i went to um san diego for a performance and i filmed myself performing and i filmed everybody else performing and, and then like i edited that into like little videos that's one of my first like real like experiences with like being the director or something yeah. it was really really like cool and it's like satisfying to know that like i could do it yeah you know what i mean and like now i'm like yo i'm gonna get all my i'm getting all this new gears because i want all my movies to look good and everything to look good and everything to be thorough and shit and like i would say Editing a video is way better than mixing a song. Mixing a song sucks. Is it really? Mixing, I hate mixing songs. I, I, I have a project that I released called... This episode is brought to you by Canadips. They are the very first sponsor of the podcast. Canadips is a nicotine-free, tobacco-free dip. So instead of your basic dip where it normally comes in a pouch, right... It's a CBD alternative, and let me tell you guys, do these work? Absolutely. I've, there have been nights where I've been at comedy clubs with one in my mouth, and man, it makes me feel so relaxed while we're on stage. Um, and, you know, I put some of my friends onto it. If you want to try Canadips, go ahead and use my uh, promo code 
PINZONE15 for 15% off your first purchase. Uh, that's P-I-N-Z-O-N-15. And uh, go try it out, man. It's a really good product. Now back to your regular scheduled podcast. And I, I don't, I don't want this to come off as bitter because you know coincidences happen. Yeah. In early part of 2016, I released an album called Starboy. This is before. <laughs> this is before the weekend released his album Starboy. I promise to God, you can, I can send you. You can the link. show the show the timestamps. February second, like... 2016, my Starboy comes out. His Starboy comes out in like September 2016. Oh my! I was God. so mad. I had I. I just started re-listening to the weekend because of that. I was on a six-year grudge against that nigga. I was like, you know what? Dude, Fuck him. What was? What did you have against the weekend? He took my album. Oh yeah, that's I right. Did. <laughs> he did it. He he knows. He knows who I am. He knows. If he would just be like, yo. Benny, I'm sorry, I took Starboy from you. He just would acknowledge me. It'd be cool. But he's acting like he came up with Starboy. He working with Dad Punk, one of my favorite fucking groups. I'm like, damn you, Abel. Man, I used to fuck with you. Now you stealing from me? Yeah, it took me some years. And then Don FM came out this year and I was like, you know what? I'm going to let bygones be bygones. Yeah. I'm a new man now. I'm almost 30. I need to be nice to people and let go of grudges. So me and The weekend we're good now. It's all good. We dapped it up metaphorically. Yeah. <laughs> and and we're good. Dollar Film's a good album. It's a good album. I, I would tell people to stream it, but I mean he's he's famous, so he doesn't need me to Yeah, he doesn't need the the extra promotion yeah, on yeah, top of yeah, that. Yeah, he's good. He's good. He's fine. So uh yeah. Um way back. I've been I've been doing this for a long time, man. I've been I've been I've been Dude, You said you were time. almost thirty. How old are you if you don't mind me asking? I'm twenty nine, man. I'm old. I'm Jesus almost 30. Yeah. Dude, you look like as young as I do. You're like 24, 25, right? Yeah, I'm 25. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I just uh, take care of myself. I've been through a lot of shit, but like I take care of myself. That's and wild, man. <laughs> I'm, uh, everybody, uh, I, was talking, I remember I was talking to Sylvia. She was asking, she was like, she's trying to talk about something from the 90s. She's like, I don't know if you were there. I was like, dog, I was born in 93. Like, <laughs> I, I remember. I remember. I was there. I was there. Yeah, she tries doing that to me, too, and I'm just like, I, I'm 97, so, like, I have family members that are older than yeah. me that I can, like, you know, refer to. And they, yeah. yeah, and a lot of the shit that came out in the 2000s was still just uh, shit from the 90s yeah. that was still, like, around. The 2000s didn't start to, like, 2000. It always is like that. Like, the first couple years of a decade, it isn't really it. It's still, like, the stink from the last decade. Mm-hmm. And so, it, it takes, like, a crazy thing, like, to happen, like... 91, like, it was still, like, the 80s, and then Nirvana came, and I was like, okay, now it's the 90s. Yeah. And then, then that was for white people, and then, like, for black people, the chronic came out, and we're like, okay, now it's yeah, the black now. 90s. <laughs> it's the black 90s now. Hell yeah. Dude, so you say you're a rapper. What What's your rap, like, what what stage name do you go by? Like? Uh, uh, it's Benny as well. Benny is, Benny is just my alias for um, all of my uh, artistic endeavors. Uh, so it's Benny Forever. The Benny TV concept is Benny TV is um, the station that you get all of your uh, plug for Benny content. Okay. Whether it is my short films, um, my music videos, pictures, any of that, all that is Benny TV. But you are listening to Benny Forever. Okay. So that's that's my stage name. Um, I went by Eclipso. I went by Starboy at first. I started rapping in 2012. And I was going by Starboy first. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I went by Eclipso because I was a comic book geek. 
And then I was like, if I ever actually make money off of this and yeah. I ever get signed, I'm going to have to go with our original name because uh, DC probably would not like Yeah, no, Warner Brothers would not like some black kid making money off of Eclipso. And yeah, like, oh. they, they'd probably hit you with a cease and desist exactly. real fast. I don't need all those legal issues. So I, I used to go to these open mics and when I lived in Florida. Um, and my friend, uh, Caitlin... My friend Caitlin, she had this jacket and it had Benny on it. It was her mm-hmm. uncle's. I used to wear that jacket to the the open mics. And everybody's like, "Yo, so you're Benny? Who says it on your jacket?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's me." That <laughs> and it was an easy way to identify me. I'm the guy with it's Benny with the jacket. Yeah. you know what I mean. So, damn man, that's pretty cool, honestly. But the. But where did the the so it's Benny Forever or is it Benny just... Forever is the is my rap name or you could just call me Benny yeah, yeah you know either one works um yeah I I started going to that open mic and that was like my first time like really performing my music mm-hmm. and kind of honing the my ability to perform because I was I was a short church kid and and I used to read the Bible in front of people and do all that fucking bullshit were you ever in the choir. No, but we sang all the time. I was raised a Jehovah's Witness. Oh, and really? We, yeah, and so we would sing all the time. The sun, we'd sing all the songs. And I didn't realize that I was learning how to, like, hold notes. Yeah. I was like, now in retrospect, I'm like, no, that was kind of cool. I mean, like, I didn't, you know, it was, you know, celebrate holidays and shit. But, yeah. But yeah, like, I've always been a performer. So, like, I started honing my craft in, in Florida, and then um, I moved back to Ohio for some family things, and Again, I started like going to crazy places and performing, like in, in Baltimore, Philly. I went to New York for the first time and performed in Times Square and in uh, Manhattan. Dude. Like I, I, I like I've been to like some really cool places and yeah. like, rap. You know, I went to the mecca of hip hop and yeah. rap, and they loved me. And like people fuck with me. And like since then, I'm like, yo, I don't care how long it takes. Yeah, I went to the mecca of hip hop. I went to where hip hop was born, and they fuck with me. I got something. I know I can do this. And if I have patience and I like develop myself as an artist, mm-hmm. the cream always rises to the top. That's what I believe. And if not, I'll just die pursuing who I really am. And I think that's not the worst way. To no, it, it's not. It's you know? better. Like this is how I see it. It's better to go after something and like you know, live it out mm-hmm. versus just always wondering like, yo, in like, the back of your head. Yeah. And like, man, I really wish I would have did this. As Cause a- all the other shit people do like relationships, uh, money status, all those things are so temporary and come and go mm-hmm. that like just being true to yourself is not something you can always do. Yeah. I feel like if you are, uh, even the most mildly adjusted person, you could always find a job that pays you pretty decently you can always get to a point of status and you can always find some girl that will be willing to have sex with you at some point. Yeah. And, and maybe even be your girlfriend. You, you can always at some point do these things. But you can't always. It takes a lot of dedication to actually be yourself and do the things that you want to do in this world. That takes actual dedication and balls in your fucking life to do. Because a lot of people are just on autopilot. And they're just... Tell me what to do. They don't go. They don't read the news. They don't have. They don't know anything about what's going on. They don't pursue themselves. You know what I'm saying? It's really crazy. You tell me you're only 25. You have a lot of uh, presence when you tell your jokes. You and you tell some crazy fucking jokes, and you're really confident in telling your jokes. Yeah, a lot of them are true stories. 
I can tell. Yeah. I can tell. I can tell. Which is good because you need to be, that helps you like be like, comfortable with everyone. Everybody's I, always comfortable with you whenever you're on the stage, you know? Yeah. And doing this for the last like three years, I've realized that you have to be genuine when you do stuff like this. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. like if you're, if, if you're a genuine person, you know, and you're People like, are going to see it. Yeah. People are going to see it. It comes out that way. Mm-hmm. People can tell fake shit. If yeah. you see through, people can see through you. It's not hard to see. And it's really cool. Like, that's why I, like, I fuck with so many people on the scene because I'm not used to, like, there being an abundance of people actually trying. Yeah. And I like that. Well, and then the good thing about, like, the scene out here, too, is that everybody helps each other. Yeah, that too. Everybody's, like, so, like, Jen has been really cool. Sylvia's been really cool helping me out. Um... Colin, obviously, Colin does so much work on the show. Like, nice, he's Stephanie. Like, like, yes, yes. These 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 people that have uh, a vision, and like, I'm happy to surround myself. That's what you need to do. You need to surround yourself with people that want to be um, better than you, or just as good as you. Yeah. People that can push you to be better. You know, and be like, yo, I need to get on their level. You know, I need to. What they? What do they know? Because it's not. It's not. It's. Knowing shit gets you in different places. Yeah. Being able to do... That's what I'm like, yo, I learned how to do pictures. Now I can go into these certain places and get to do... I got to do, I got to do um, the game show at um, Tim and plug, really? our, and plug our show. It was a really like fun little time. It was like, yo, we do the podcast. Me and Colin both did it. And those you know, people who never heard the show, mm-hmm. the few people there, they might be like, okay, we're going to listen to the show. Or, and even the best, we got pictures and look like a good time. Like... It's good to just get yourself out there and put yourself out there and do as much shit that you can and see what works. Yeah. And see what pops. Because you never know what's going to pop, what's going to see, what people are going to see. You know? Yeah. Anything can go viral just anything, like in a minute. Anything. Anything. It doesn't, doesn't matter. You, you, never, you never know what is going to be in until it is. You know what I mean? So if you stop, you're never going to know. Yeah. If you keep going, the likelihood of it popping goes up. So that's the big thing. It's like I don't ever stop, man. I'm all and I'm a creative person. I always have like new ways to push myself and to keep shit fresh. So when do you plan on putting out like the short film that you got? Like uh, you have like a timetable. I really want to do it in May. I want to I want to put it out in April, May during my thirtieth birthday. Okay. And because I want I I'm, I'm working on my new album, Young Angel. It's called Young Angel. That's the title of the new album. It's like. I've gotten so many songs written. Like I've never written this many songs, just I'm not. I have a le- at the very least, I have a hundred songs that I need to write. Like I've been going crazy, just like fucking hooks, just like bits and pieces and stuff. And that like I just want to lock in and, and create some organic shit. I'm mm-hmm. trying to move to a more R and B type sound for the for the ladies. Get something for the women now they can dance to, and that men can sing to their woman. You know what I mean? Yes. You know? Songs that niggas want to sing to their women mm. and the make and the women want to hear you know the hear it sung. Like yeah. That. You know, I want to make that kind of, that's that's what my, my head is right now because like honestly I'm not gonna lie to you the, the, with the camera I've been seeing way more women. I've been going out, I've been dating a lot more and I've just been like experiencing life and like and we just got off of you know, lockdown. Yeah, you know, we just got out of a pandemic we got all out of last insane year. Insane pa- like, pandemic. People are wilding right now. We, we're just trying to figure each other. Shoot, we were wilding in the pandemic. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we were. Yo, that bro, that don't even count. I don't even. I don't even want. Uh, this crazy. It was crazy how like like easy, way easier than ever. I thought it was gonna be harder. 
Tinder was crazy during the pandemic. Dude. Tinder was insane during the pandemic. That was some like you would have thought that nothing had happened. You, dude, I threw six house parties during the pandemic. Oh, it was the like it, it like, was the forbidden fruit. Mm-hmm. It was like we're not supposed to be doing this. It made it so much better. Yeah, we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be. We're supposed to be all locked down, and here it is, like, 60 people in one place, and you're just like... Yes, that's hilarious. That's how you do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we were wild in the pandemic. Now we're come out, you know, and I've been, you know, meeting people and, like, really just, you know, I've had had some relationships with certain people, some will-they-won't-they's, some will-we's. You know, and just like some crazy stuff, and just like I've just been really inspired, and I start writing down like love songs, songs about heartbreak, the ups and downs of like love. Yeah. So I want to release that next year really, really badly. So and I have this, I have the short film already like written and everything, and like it's like Fight Club, it's like I just released a new an album like like this year um, called La Benny the Demons He Saw Tucson, and it's really about like. Um, my split personality, my other side, you know, uh, I like how in the movie fight club, fucking the narrator has the, that other side. That is everything he wants to be really, mm-hmm. you know, you know, he, uh, he's carefree. He dresses cool. He's good with women. You know what I mean? That's what that movie's really like. Oh, one of the biggest themes is that duality, you know, and that part that you want to be. And I love, I really, I've always been exploring that in my music and I started writing a movie about it. A little bit, just like some scenes and yeah. some character, some shit, some character shit. And like, I really want to get this out before, before I do that album because I, this is an important step for me and music and in my directing, you know, career. You know what I mean? This yeah. is, this is two birds at one stone. This is a big deal for my music and a big deal for me as my splash is my first like real foray into short films. Mm. So, I mean, at some point that's the, that's the big goal is drop the album. But first, before the next album comes out, got to release the movie. It's going to come out, man. I'm, I'm getting all the equipment now. I'm, I might have a mysterious benefactor. We're talking about it. He likes the movie. Some of my close friends. So, uh, yeah, my movie coming out next year, and then the new album's coming out, and and some other shit that I'm gonna try to do. I, I'm 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 I'm. So uh, you already had this like mapped down. Oh yeah, and you it's just... gonna be a trilogy too. There's two other ones in this whole in this trilogy. Yeah, I got I got oh, so shit. much. Shit. I'm, I'm I'm a crazy person. All I do is sit around and think about creative shit. That's all I care about. Like, um, I, I've always been this way. And, like, it took a long time for me to be okay with that. Mm. And now, like, as I've gotten older, I'm about to be 30 now. I feel like I'm at the best that I've ever been. Yeah. You know, I know how to do it now. You're you're in your prime right now. Yeah, I'm in my prime now, man. It feels good, you know? It feels good. I'm in my prime. Looks-wise, creative-wise, you know, I lost my mom this year. Oh, wow. I lost my mom and my dad last year, my cousin last year. I was really, really close to my cousin. And I lost so many people last year, and it's like, yo, life is not guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Nothing's guaranteed. And my mom, you know, my mom made music when I was a kid. She was a rapper and singer, and she did poetry and shit. And she made her own beats, and she was like my idol. And my cousin, she, you know, she couldn't breathe without a fucking machine. But every day she fought for her life. Every day was a fight for her life. You know what I mean? Dude, that's definitely motivating. It motivated sure. me so much. It's like they fought so hard to live life. I need to do the same thing while I'm still here because they're gone now. I got to. Yeah. You know, I owe it to them. 
You know what I mean? So I'm on a whole. I'm on. A, I'm on a whole. I'm in a whole new level right now, and it feels good. It feels it's everything I've always wanted, and, I, and that's why I'm like I can tell you. No matter what happens next year, I'm gonna get my movie done. I'm gonna I'm gonna deliver a whole different sound with my music next year, and then some other other goals. You know, I'll figure out the stuff that I want to do. Dude, you know? see, like now listening to you just makes me want to run through a brick wall. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate being that kind of nigga. Let's, let's talk about bitches, man. Let's ask <laughs> me some crazy shit. I can get ignorant too. I'm not trying to come off as uh, oh, Mr. Nah. Beep. I just be talking, nah, you know? but that's who I am. I love I love creating, man. Creating is so. So, so are you pro- so are you producing the album? Oh, uh, this is my first album that I'm gonna t- try my hand at producing. When I first started, my friend Ryan made all my beats, uh, Calvin, and then you know I've known I've known him for so long, and we you know we went through so much stuff. And just, you know, certain points you get to separate from people. Yeah. You know, and so I, my last album uh, was produced by a friend named uh, Cool Yeah and my friend Richie K Beats. But shout I want to them. shout out to them. Great. They made great beats that I, for a while, didn't know what to do with. But as I started to write certain songs, I was like, you know what? I can kind of create a whole different experience with that. And that album was super dark. Yeah, this is my album, Labini the Demon in Tucson. I'm gonna put it up on uh, streaming on DSPs next year, but I kind of hate Spotify now because they pay people like shit. Yeah, and I put it's only on Bandcamp. It's not on YouTube, and some of my friends bought it on uh, Bandcamp. I made like 300 bucks on that album. People Damn. bought it, it but like, that, you know, dude, that's not bad. Not bad honestly. at all. And so, like, I feel like I'm in a good. So, so I like creatively, I'm in a good mood. Like, I've been fucking around and just getting better. And this that album is super dark. But that's I'm like, yo, next album, a little bit lighter. You know, yeah. I needed to make this really dark album. I've been meaning to, like, get as dark as possibly can. Because, like, I love dark shit. I love, I love moody music. Mo- music about, like, the darkness in your mind, the bad part. I, I grew up listening to DMX, you know? So, yeah. Um, I'm going to try my hand. I'm producing this in a way just, I've already gotten the songs, like, written and everything. And, I, and me and uh, Trey are going to work on the beat. Once we really get the melodies down, you know, I've just, I just like have melodies pop out in my head and just I'm like, yeah, and I start singing. I'm like, okay, well, okay, take this out. Like, I'll work on a song all day that way. And once like the hook and melody's done, I'm like, just throw it like in a, in a, in a bag. You know yeah. what I mean? And then once, once we get the beat and everything, we can get the, the, the verses down. Like that, the, that I want to focus on the, the hooks and the melodies is what grabs people. Oh, yeah. You know, that's what will turn a dope song into a a classic. You know what I mean? You remember, it's all about the Benjamins, baby. Even though the verses on that song are amazing, what do you remember? You remember, it's all about the Benjamins. That's all you remember. And then you're like, you know what? Let me listen to the whole song. You're like, oh, damn, the verses on this is crazy. But that, it's all about the Benjamins, baby. That stays in your head forever. Yeah. You know? So that's what I'm like really, really focusing on. Crazy hooks, crazy simple hooks that are going to be iconic. You know, stadium music. You know, on some graduation shit. Even though Kanye's crazy now. Yeah, I know Kanye's crazy now, but Graduation's still a great album. He's one of my biggest influences. Him and like Pharrell, they were like one of the first like and Lupe Fiasco. Those were like the niggas that were like different when I was growing up. Oh yeah, they were who I always wanted to be. They were nerds. They were different. They weren't tough guys. You know what I mean? They were just dudes that were like loved hip hop and could like spit and tell stories. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But then can always go out and do like something else. Yeah, they can always branch out to other things, different genres too. Yeah, you know. So like those big up uh, 
I hate even I hate the fact that Kanye even has gone down the road that he has because he's just such a huge influence on me. Yeah, like, he definitely inspired me. I like it how that didn't change too. Like he even with all the shit like he's saying, he's like he's still one of your influences. Oh yeah, for he'll there's nothing that can take that away. Yeah, I'm all you know that you know I can't turn my back on people just because you know what they did for you is what they did for you, but you can still hold them accountable. Yeah. At the same time, you know, you can't, you know, you can still be like, yo, this person did so much for me. Uh, they paved the way for me or whatever. But don't let that confuse, you know, them being a shitty person. If they're a shitty person, they're a shitty person. Yeah. And if they're fucking up, they're fucking up. You need to hold everybody accountable. It's hard, man. Holding people accountable is hard, especially yourself. Yeah. Ugh. I learned that this year, too, man. Yeah. Holding yourself accountable. I, I find that hard, holding myself accountable to my work. Because, like, there'd be days where I'm like, okay, I'm going to write. Then I'd just sit on the couch and just fucking watch, do this, watch TV all day. Mm-hmm. It's hard, man. Writing is hard. People think, like, being creative is easy because it's like, oh, you get to... No, it's like creating a story. And that's even like uh, being a comedian. Like, you guys create stories. The jokes that you're telling are stories. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whether even it's not a story or you're just going to the punchline. Getting to the punchline is a story. Mm-hmm. And that takes work. Because you have to be entertaining until I'm till I to the to the snaps, yeah. you know. And so, like that's why I I, I love I love seeing you your guys' brain work while you guys are uh, you know doing your thing during the routine. You guys are your brains work trying to figure out the best way to pop the crowd, get everybody going, and like figure it out. And like it's just, it's it's so different from like performing music because like I can zone out mentally. Because if I know my words like crazy, which I usually do, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, I can just lose myself in my music on stage. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, you guys need to pay attention to the crowd. You guys need to pay attention to, like, what's going on with people. And so so that when your joke comes up, when, when the punchline comes up, bam, you can hit it. Yeah. And you can get that maximum laugh. It's such a crazy art to stand up. There's different ways of all the art. That's why I love art. I love creating. Like we, we're me and you are different in creating, but me and you can talk it like like crazy because we understand each other. Mm-hmm. It's in all in the same shit, you know. Have you learned any like from being around all the comedians that are in Tucson? Have you learned stuff that you want to implement into yourself? Um. Um. I don't think so. I think I just. I've, I've done so much work on me and figured out so much about myself that I think most of the time when I'm around everyone, I think it's more, I think, I think I just enjoy everyone's company. Just, I'm just happy. Okay. I'm just happy to be around other creative people because for so long I wasn't, I was like around people that, you know, there's so many more people that aren't creative mm-hmm. than they are creative. So like, it's cool to like I'll just like watch everyone like I'm pretty sure there was a time during the um, comic show that you were working on your jokes and everybody's just working on their jokes and it's like it's really cool to see everybody in their element in their bag and figuring shit out you know what I mean and people just being okay with trying shit out and figuring out what's like works for them and what like is gonna get them the max laugh and the, the max reaction and everything it's like I love I like being on the other side of it you know cause yeah. like when I'm preparing I'm like do I remember the words? Do I remember the words of everything? Okay, am I gonna am I gonna be able to look out and like you know? 
I'm in that situation. It's good to not be there and kind of see it on the other side and see other people. It's like, you know, everybody else, every, we're all the same. Creatives, we're all the same when it comes down to it. You know? It's cool to see everybody else in that, in that element. I like, I like it. I like, I like seeing how everybody, even the people that kind of just do it for fun, they still work hard at it. And they still want to have, like, they want to be good. And I really, really respect that. Yeah, because, like... I was one of those people starting out. It was only just for fun. Yeah. Right. And you said you've only been doing it for three years. Yeah. Yeah, man. You're you're on your way. You like you've gotten good. You're good for for as only doing it for three years. You're gonna get a lot better at it. You're already good. All you need is just a fucking like really like put yourself out there and be like on more shows. Because I'd be I'd be like, there's people who are good that are on certain shows, but like, whenever you are going on. You get a lot of laughs, and people like really like. I've seen bitches be like, "Wow, for you." <laughs> so it's like, yo, Justin's got like a presence, and like, I'm happy that like I know like good people at this because it's easy to be bad, dude. So that's the thing. I don't even see myself as good, <laughs> not at all. Like I, I see people like Tony, right? Just in this scene alone, I think like, Eden's pretty good. Oh, Eden, I like Eden a lot. Um... Uh, I love Eden because he's one of those people that he just does not give a fuck. No, Eden doesn't care. He doesn't care. I like that. And you need that. You need that kind of feeling. That that uh that uh fucking don't don't care attitude and be funny at it too. Mm-hmm. And he's funny too. He's not he just like doesn't give a fuck. He's well. Do you jokes. know? Um, do you know who Half Bus is? Half Bus is insane. Yeah. How do you not know who Half Bus is? If you're in the Tucson scene at all and you don't know who Half Bus is, learn who he is. Half Bus yeah. is Half Bus is crazy, man. Half Bus is insane. Um, when Sylvie's on, she's on. She can. I feel like she could be like. I feel like some people are good at stand up, but I kind of can see beyond that. I'm like, yo, you'd be good on a scripted show. You know what I mean? You'd be good, like, scripted comedy for you. And, like, you can, like, do a little bit of, like, physical improv comedy, you know? Yeah. Sylvia is one of those people that really puts in the work. Yeah, she cares, man. She really wants to be good. Well, she's only she's only been doing comedy for, like, a year and some change. Yeah, I heard that. And she's, like, has grown so much, and I'm just like... She's got that ambition. Yeah. She's got that... She's got mama spirit. She's got mama mentality. I fuck with that a lot. Yeah, she wants it. She really does. But shout-outs to everybody in the, oh, yeah. in the comedy scene. Everybody's, you know, everybody's really cool about using... I'm, I'm, I always like when people use my stuff for their their uh, shows and my pictures. I, everybody, shout-outs to Sylvie for doing that. Nice does that. Uh, Jen does that. Um, Morgan does that. I really appreciate that. Elena does that. Elena's my dog. I met her through uh, Keep Tucson Sketchy. Um, that was really one of my first... That was really my break into this scene. Was I was doing the camera work for them. First. I was literally just about... The, my next question was that, have you done anything for them? Or like, have you done any like previous work to help you get ready for that your was the, That was like... I did the... I did the... I did the um, fucking uh, internship... And when I came off of that, I was looking for work, and I was looking for more, like, opportunities to just get good with cameras, and I met this person, MJ, and they were like, yeah, there's a sketch show, and they need a cameraman, you know, can you do, like, help out? And I was like, yeah, I can try. And I got there, and they were doing this top uh, chef sketch, 
and like I did the camera work for it and I started like kind of just suggesting things for the actor to do kind of you know just and they didn't ask me to do that they yeah. asked me to do the camera stuff they didn't ask me for my suggestion or any input any at all input I was like fuck it who cares I'm gonna try it though I'm gonna yeah. see if you know if anything I'm saying sticks they're not you know if anything they're just gonna tell me shut the fuck up but you know at least try and like some of my suggestions worked and so I would do that for them and then they were like if you ever want to do a sketch we got you and I started doing a couple sketches for them and so that was that was where I met like Colin Rory um Elena Rich I did meet Rich through that show yeah uh great guy yeah (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, I met all those people through the show, and, and like and that. Then that once I got the camera and everything, you know, I met everyone else through, you know, going to Tim in the screening room and, and shit like that. I had already been like a screening room yeah. regular, you know, and you know, starting last year, once everything um, cleared up, I did the show. Uh, I did a rap. I was acting yeah, on the show, you, and I did, the, and I performed at the show. Did you really? Yeah, it was. I was the musical guest and a part of the show. It was like I was like, this is like a dream of mine. Like, yeah, I, I watched SNL growing up, and the musical guest was big, and like it, this is Tucson's version of K of uh, SNL. So it was like a small victory for something I'd always wanted to do in a yeah. small way. You know what I mean? And, and not a lot of people can do the music and be in the sketches. Yeah, too. yeah. So like, I just, I just, I'm so, oh, I'm overly ambitious. Like, I want to do everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's anything I couldn't be if I try hard at it. I think I could do it. And so, and, and I'm not gonna know I can't do it if I don't try. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah, uh, KTS was. KTS, uh, I haven't really been up with everything that they've been doing. They're doing a show at uh, Unscrewed Theater. They, they've changed venues now. Um, and, like, I, I fuck with them and everything, but right now I need to focus on me. Yeah. Like, I've learned so much about how to, like, record. And, like, that was my first time seeing people, like, um, shoot things. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, yo, I can do this. Like, I will, that's, and you know what? I did. I saw, that's the biggest thing I learned. You know, I didn't. I haven't learned anything specifically from like doing. You know, like doing the photography and no, going to those I learned shows, but everything from KTS already taught. That's what taught me to do this stuff. You know, and like, and that's why I believe. Like, that's why I know I can shoot my own shit. I've watched everybody else do it. You know, yeah. I was watching and I was taking notes in my head. I was like, okay, so do it like this. You need this. You need that. Okay, I had lights like this. Like, I was watching all of it. I just yeah. wasn't doing it. I was taking notes because, like, yo, I'm. That's why I don't, you know, I don't want to, I'm kind of a fucking, like, nihilist sometimes, because I'm like, yo, you know, nothing matters, you're gonna, I, I feel like your connections with people matter, yeah. I'm gonna say that, but you don't need those people forever, you can learn, you can learn as much as you can from one person, mm-hmm. and then be like, okay, now it's time for me to take this shit and to and a whole other to a whole to level, level yeah. to another state, wherever you need to go. That's why I never like I I am a loving person and like I I have attachments to people. I still feel things about people, but I do not hesitate to just walk away from mm-hmm. relationships because if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And I need to do. I need to get to a place. I need to safeguard my own mental security. It's hard. I've went through a lot of things, and I have to very I have to be very careful about who I let in my life. And so I can learn anything from you. I can learn anything from anybody. You know, everybody's got something to to uh, contribute to this world. And you can learn something from every person that you meet, even the worst motherfuckers. Especially the worst motherfuckers. Yeah. You can learn how to not be a piece of shit. 
you know, have bad people around you. You're like, you know, I don't want to be like this person. Yeah. And you become a good person. It's like the first step. And so, like, you can do all that shit. And then you can just walk away from that person, never talk to them again. Instead of love for that person or have hatred for that person, whichever works for you. Yeah. Um, but you can have all those feelings for those people. And you can just go on about your life. And you'll be fine. And I think that's what, like, you know, you're a military brat, so you understand. Yeah. Like, it's fair people that you love, that you met years ago, but, like, you know, you had to move, and, like, you're fine. You, yeah. There's new people that you have. Yeah, and you, you always know? have the memory of those people. Yeah, memories are beautiful, mm-hmm. man. You, like, you can't keep, you gotta stay, you gotta stay fresh. It's just like workaholics say. <laughs> you gotta be fresh. Stay fresh in your life. You can't, you can't be stale. Just because, oh, I knew, I knew him forever. He's my best friend. Blah, 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 blah. Like, you'll meet so many other people that could be your best friend. Like, have multiple, have multiple seasons. You know? That's Don't what, be like Arizona. Have multiple seasons. Yes, right? Jesus, fuck. Uh, shout out to the U of A. You know, they try. Yeah, they try. They try. You know, sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad, you know? But they always put effort, you know? Yeah. So, did you. So, when it comes to, like, all the video and stuff like that, have you, like, looked at any classes or anything like that on, like, how... Oh, I've just been fucking absorbing just, shit. Like, I've been watching a lot. Of, I've, I've been... Because I've had, I've had my little bit of experience um, in my internship and with KTS and everything, um, right now I'm just, like, watching all these classic movies with great cinematography taking notes mm-hmm. and just you know I, I watch some youtube videos all the time and and i've been reading a lot a lot of like tips and just like shit from like scorsese and fucking just the greats just like absorbing stuff for the eventual fucking shoot because it's like I feel like I can do. I have so much faith in myself. <laughs> I feel like I can. You figure have it out. to though. You I feel that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like I can figure it out. Mom. Like I feel like a lot of people go to school for stuff like that to make the connections, which makes sense because I feel like there's so much information out now on the internet, and just from trial and error, you can learn so much from trial and error, like from just trying it, figuring it out on your own, and just like. Building it from from the, the brick up. I have so much. I hate living in this dimension. I hate the fact that we have been conditioned that we need to do this and do this to live a certain life. That ah, uh, the only way to make it is if you do this. The only way to do this is if you do this. You have to do this to do that. Like we're on a fucking uh, rotating apple. Why the fuck do we need this many rules? Nobody knows where we come from. Stop putting so many rules to what's going on. We've lived. You know, so much shit has already happened in the small span of us existing. And there's been so much fucking uh, exploitation of human beings that, like, I just don't want to assign myself to any of these rules that these motherfuckers do. It's like, I'm just going to figure everything. I'm going to create my art somehow, some way. And I, I feel I've met so many people, you know. I don't think I hated, I hated, hated, hated school growing up. But I met so many cool people that got me to you know where I am, and and to this point where I can you know you know I, I tell people I, I tell people I moved to Arizona when I was in Florida. It's like yeah, I'm moving to Arizona. They're like what? That's crazy. That's insane. Like oh like tell us how it is and everything. It's like I got out. I got out of Florida. I got out yeah. of Ohio. And like I can go anywhere I want. I can figure out anything I want. 
I will do this my way or the highway. My friend uh, Chris York, he went to school for um, for filmmaking. He shot my first music videos back in like 2014, and I know he's gonna he's he's really really good. He understands all that shit. He's like a big horror movie buff. He's gonna like be a, a great horror movie uh, director. And it's not I don't know any I don't know anything about directing. Uh, fucking compared to him, yeah. But I know him. <laughs> he's my dog. Yeah. He's my nigga. He's gonna open the wherever he does. I'm gonna be right there. Mm-hmm. And he wants to help me. He wants to help me with my movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, he, and maybe not this movie. He might not be able to help, but for the next one, he will. Yeah. Maybe or, not that one. Maybe the next one. Or you know even what I mean? yeah. Or even if like the help isn't like actually there filming and like da da da. You could just pick his brain and be like, hey, that's look. what I've been doing. I'm picking his brain. Like, I have I've this ability to, you know, I always can find a way to be around people that are getting shit popping and figuring out and giving me the necessary tools to level up. And it's like, that's just, I feel like it's good karma. And I don't have the best karma. I've done some fucked up shit, but I've been smart enough to put myself in certain positions. And I, give me 10 more years and I'm going to put myself in the best positions. You know? Yeah. That's what I believe. You got to be a little bit delusional. And you work a little bit hard, you know, the delusion is not that too much. You know, I don't think it's too much to be, if you know and you've seen uh, your own work and your own um, will manifest, mm-hmm. then you believe in yourself for a good reason. Yeah. What do you think about, like, what Cuddy's doing? Did you see his show uh, already yeah. on Netflix? Yeah, uh, I haven't, I've not watched Intergalactic yet. I'm so, I'm so choosy of what I, um, Pick from from Kid Cudi because I love him so much and I'm so uh, I'm so fucking uh, hard on his work. <laughs> no, watch it. Uh, I've I've only heard good things about yeah. it. I need to watch it at some point. Um, I, I I would say he's a big influence of mine too. I, I think he's so he's. I'm I'm not gonna say everything he does works for me, but um, I loved his album Passion Pain and Demon Slaying in 2016, and the Kid See Ghost album was amazing. He's a good actor. Fucking uh, Man on the Moon is one of the best debut albums of all time. I think. I think that's a fucking classic. And he just he's just so weird. He's been through so much stuff that like I've been through. Him and like Childish Gambino too. Oh. That guy is super influential to me, man. He's you know director, actor, screenwriter, fucking rapper, all the things I want to be. Comedian Go- too. Comedian. Yeah. Donald Glover. So many things like him and Cuddy. Those guys also were just. Super influential and inspiring to me. Just like weird dudes, man. Crazy dudes with out with with outside ideas that people love, but like have to like try hard to understand. You yeah. Know? Like I want I want to do something like Atlanta. Atlanta's like one of the best shows ever to me. Like that show is such a great uh, representation of the black experience in America. Atlanta, The Wire, these shows. If you don't, if you, I'm talking to your audience now. Yeah. If you, if you guys do not. You know, have a lot of black friends, or you want to understand uh, uh, African Americans in America and how we uh, deal with things. And if you just want to watch good TV, watch Atlanta and The Wire. If you haven't watched those shows from the beginning to end, they're fucking amazing. Especially The Wire, great show. And it is fucking great shit. I feel whenever I watch those shows, I'm like, ha! I can always be like on a different level. You know? Yeah. There's certain moments you're like, oh man, I've been, I've been there. I'm like. And some people don't get some some of those moments. So, yeah, I love I love Kid Cudi and I love Childish Gambino. They're those 
those guys. Like, I gotta watch Inter- Intergalactic. I know it's, I, I've heard nothing but good things. So I have a question for you, and I'm, I want you to do a little bit of an album review. Okay. Man on the Moon 3. Ah, uh, man. Were you a fan of the auto-tune? Because uh, that's what threw me off. That's the newest one that came yeah, out. Yeah, that's right? the, the newest one. one. That's a 2021. Yeah. I thought that was actually a pretty decent record. I thought that was pretty all right. I felt like the first half was okay, and then it got it kind of got better during the second half. The song structure and just the kind of beats he was going, he kind of got more confident as it went on. I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite Kid Cudi yeah. records, but I think it was a pretty decent like return to form for him. I I really think the best he's been is on the the Kid See Ghost record with Kanye. I felt like. And I felt like they knew that they needed to have, like, a great album after, you know, I wouldn't put them up as uh, a duo that everybody was wanting, but, like, people knew, you know that they make good music together. Yeah. And so, like, that project was, every song was hitting, you know, just, damn man. But I think that Man on the Moon 3, I think I would give it, like, um, I haven't listened to the songs in a while, but from what I remember, I give it, like, a light 7 out of 10. I think it was a pretty decent, I think... Kid Cudi is a great songwriter, but I don't think I think his songs have gotten less memorable, but mm-hmm. not less good. You know if that makes yeah. any sense? No, 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 that does. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think it was. A, I, I, I felt I remember listening to that. I was like, yeah, this is a pretty good Kid Cudi. Right? Yeah, this is pretty all right. Like it, it could be so much more. He's done so much crazy shit that like is very alienating. It was kind of nice to hear him try and do because a lot of the kids have taken his style. You know, they've, or they've been influenced by him. Yeah. You know, look at Travis Scott. His name is like a, a fucking old dude. Yeah, to Kid Cudi. Yeah. So, like, you have all these guys who, like, um, came up off of him and his style and, like, adapted it. And it was cool for him to, him not being a bitter guy and being like, yo, I'm going to work with some of these guys. I'm going to work with Travis Scott. You know, I'm going to work with the Lil Uzi Verts and stuff like that. Like, I, I appreciate that. I think Kid Cudi's got great energy for um music and for the music scene for you know i'm pretty sure he said he's not he doesn't know how much long he's gonna be putting out music no he stopped yeah he just he retired this year and that's i think that's fine i think i think it's okay for for people to retire i think when he says retire i think he means like releasing his own stuff i feel like he's gonna get in a mode Cuddy seems like a guy that is gonna like Switch over to producing four people. Yeah, he's gonna take that Andre three thousand yeah. route. I feel like I feel like more people should do that. I feel like Kanye would be so much more, um, um, so much more. Uh, we would accept him more if he was just like a producer again. Yeah, and he stopped trying to release his own music and was just like, "Yo, you know the new title of the Create album that's coming out? I'm producing all of it." That would be fucking yeah, no, sick. That, if he came out and said that, that would he be... He could do that. Tyler loves that nigga. Tyler loves Kanye. Of course, like, yo, you want to produce my whole album? That would be a moment in time. Yeah. That would be beautiful. And people would be, you know, it would force Ye to not have to speak all the time. But he's too, he's got too much fucking, he believe, he's got too much pride. Kid Cudi does not have that kind of pride. Kid Cudi loves music and mm-hmm. he's, he's very, very, very... Uh, unselfish. And I think he's going to be an amazing producer for people. And I think he's just going to be a great like writer and director for stuff. I, I don't think Intergalactic is the last thing he's going to be. Oh, no, not at all. On Netflix. So, like again, I, another huge influence of mine. 
uh, even even just his spirit, really. His spirit is an influence to me. Now, do you, like, when you're looking at, like, different influences and stuff like that, right? Do you, like, go outside of the country at all? Like, do you ever listen to, like, any... I am not good with outside of uh, English music. I can understand, I enjoy, like, bops, like, good rhythms and stuff like that. But I'm such a stickler for lyrics, man. I love lyrics, So, there's this dude I want you to check out. Mm. He's from the UK. He's, like, the biggest rapper in the UK. His name's Stormzy. Stormzy? I think I've heard of that name before. I and like uh, Skepta. He's pretty good. Yeah, Skepta's, Skepta's pretty good, good. too. Those guys, like, uh, I fuck with them. Like, um, they did. he did a song with uh, ASAP Rocky recently that was really good. Mm-hmm. Really, uh, Praise the Law, Break the Law, some shit like that on Rocky's last album was really good. But I'll check some Stormy, Stormzy shit out. I've been, I've been trying to... Um, I've been... With the podcast, uh, with the music podcast, I've just been listening to so much different stuff. And just like having... I never listened to Pink Floyd before. I finally listened to The Wall. I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, Primus, I listened to them for the first time. Um, I finally listened to Black Sabbath recently for the first time. Really? I never... I For years, I had heard about Black Sabbath and just never listened to their music. And I finally, you know, finally did. The Doors, I finally listened to them too. So like I'm in I'm I'm so open to new stuff. Stormzy, you yeah. said? Okay. I'll look I'll, I'll listen to some of his stuff, man. Yeah, cuz I like UK rap. I like I like that I like. That I fuck with that. Well, um, so what you were touching on earlier how like you wanted to make like R&B stuff and like wanted to have like songs to that guys can actually sing. Yeah. He does that. Oh yeah? Yeah. Okay. He does that, but then you can also get into the drill portion. Mm. And have records like that, so it's really the duality. like yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna check your stuff out. I've heard of him before. I don't think I've heard like a full song from him though. Oh man! If I didn't want to get copyrighted, I'd... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's not. Let's yeah. Not, let's, uh, I'll figure that out my own. Let's but, not get you in trouble. Yeah, man. but dude, check it out. Like it's if it's the one thing that like it, it may help. Yeah, yeah. Anything. I'm. I. I've just take. I've taken. <laughs> I'm such a taker. But uh, that's what music is. You borrow from other people, and I've just been. The more stuff that you listen to, you hear different like sounds and different like lyrics and just like certain just like parts of certain songs. Like I wrote a song to uh, the guitars of uh, Lounge Act by Nirvana, just because I think that it's such a smooth like smooth song mm-hmm. and just so fucking. I love songs about being jealous. <laughs> like, like I love just like I love being open and honest because you know for years men were not like uh, encouraged to like us us to talk about our feelings and like express like discomfort because we have you know we have insecurities too. You know it's not we we kind of put on a front for women. Mm-hmm. You're like I'm hard. I don't, I don't feel nothing. Like no, we feel shit. We feel everything. You know what I mean? So like I love to just fucking put a middle finger to that uh, false bravado that fucking face fake bravado shit like you know nah I'm hurting you know yeah. what you said hurt me and this is how I'm gonna feel I'm gonna talk to you about it I like that kind of stuff with music and Nirvana was very very open with their stuff I love I love their music uh, actually that was one of the uh, Nevermind was like my number 7 this year oh my uh, Apple uh, recap I was like oh shit I listened to a lot of fucking Nirvana this year <laughs> I love those wrap-ups, man. Yeah, I just got mine, and I was just like, wow, I've listened to a lot of Chris Brown. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh dude. man, shout out to Chris Brown. Yeah, that man. first Chris Brown album was really good. His first two albums were really good. Yeah, he was fucking. That was a. He's you know he's a talented dude still. Just you know, I think those. I think that was a moment. It's kind of sad how everything would happen with him because I feel like had he was had he been able to keep his cool just not make that mistake with Rihanna mm-hmm. he, he would have been he was, he was on the cusp of being a superstar right. of being like white people famous you know what I mean black people loved him and he was about to cross over to that white that threshold of that pop star you know what I mean yeah. not just like an R&B guy you know and then everything happened with Rihanna and she was able to flip it and become, and, and you know, she was off, she was on the cusp of that too. Mm-hmm. You know, Umbrella was a huge record, and that was like, you know, they were like, they were light skinned, they were young, and they were beautiful. It's such a, it's, they were light skinned. They were light skinned. <laughs> that really helped. That really, really helped. They they, they had lighter skin, so they were presentable. It was like. Yo, they they were like the they were the it were an it couple, man. It's kind of a sad story, like and everybody. I mean, Rihanna got to be. I don't know. I feel like it's bad. It's a sad, but like the outcome, I feel like is good because both people got to be themselves. You know, kind of sooner than had they not that not happened, they would have had to be like the goody two shoes couple. Yeah, which who they weren't. That's not who they are, as we see now. Yeah. You know, Chris Brown's a blood now. Rihanna got fucking tattoos where her titties at. And just like, she's just wild and smoking, fucking having babies with ASAP Rocky. Like, you know, she is a wild child. And she would have, at, at some point, we would have saw it. Yeah. You know, so quicker to get it done now. Sad that it had to be through domestic violence. Dude, have you, you not? Like, have you watched the documentary that he put out? Oh, I've seen clips of it. And it's yeah. like. I I I just that's such a weird a fucking weird ass fucking issue. The that was just a and he was like nineteen when that happened. Yeah. As I thinking about that now, I was like, yo, like nineteen, bro. Like everybody makes mistakes. Yeah. You're not even like fully developed nowhere at nineteen. Near. Like nowhere you're near. nowhere near. Nowhere near. How is this man now like in his late uh, mid thirties now? He's in his mid thirties. Yeah. Um. He has children. How is he still paying for this thing that he did this long ago? If we truly believe in the system. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just like, come on. Well, that's the same thing with Michael Vick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Michael Vick. That shit pisses me off, too. It's like, y'all champion these institutions. You champion the police. The same people. And then they want to talk shit. If you really champion it, the nigga paid his dues. Yeah. He, he did his crime. He did his time. He came out. It should be all square. But now it's like, nah, nah, he... Like, you think really Michael Vick was getting special treatment in a fucking uh, prison? He's a black guy. And he's a no, he's just another football player, you know what Maybe I mean? Maybe not with the guards, but with the inmates, for oh, sure. Oh, with the inmates, they loved him. They were, yeah. They were, they were asking for races all the time. <laughs> like, yo, I'll race you. But it's just like, he did his time. He's not doing anything else. He hasn't been popped for anything else. Forget the dude, man. Mm-hmm. Let the nigga be. Let him get a job. Everybody, everybody, people grow up differently. And that's like a thing. Like, people are so easy to forget the past. Like, black people's relationship with dogs is way more complicated than with white people. They used to have dogs fucking murder civil rights activists. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, of course, we have a different idea of what uh, animals are. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. we don't, but people don't want to look that closely. People want to be like, Snap judgment. You're wrong. You're bad. You're bad. Yeah. yeah. 
let's analyze the reason why people do the things that they do. Maybe we'll have less crime. Who knows? We haven't tried it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just how I feel about it. We need to, like, uh, and I'm not making any uh, fucking excuses. R. Kelly. That nigga's fucked up. Yeah, he is really fucked up. There had, like, if, if the things that hadn't happened in his life hadn't happened, would he be the way he is? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We create these monsters. We need to do something about what we, about how men are raised in America. We need to do something about it. Black, white, whatever. Men across the board were taught these fucking horrible, horrible fucking <laughs> values of how to be a man. And it's like, you're fucking, you're making Kyle Rittenhouses. Yeah. You're making Brock, uh, what's that motherfucking, Brock something. Ah, uh, the, the swimmer. Yeah, right? that motherfucker. Okay. You're, we're creating, we're, America is creating these people. You know, these people don't just come out fucked up, you know? Yeah. There is something that always happens that leads down that. Yes, everybody's got a villain story, man. Everybody's yeah. got a villain story. Who's that? That's R. Kelly. Oh, shit. Yeah, you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, oh. That, so. The remix to Ignition. Yeah. yeah, man, you met Kells, the Pied Piper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. He was tall? Oh, yeah. Uh, Dude's like 6'4. That's insane, man. He's crazy. One of the greatest American songwriters to exist, and one of the greatest pedophiles. To ever yes, exist. dude. I don't. One of them is a good thing. One of them is a horrible thing. Yeah, but did you also hear that? Like that dude can't read for shit. That's insane. Yeah, to be that like he came out. I think in what was it, twenty eighteen, and he was like, "Oh yeah, um, I'm illiterate." <laughs> I'm not surprised, man. He's from, like, old Chicago, like, from the fucking 60s and 70s. He was, like, a little kid. Yeah. And, like, I wouldn't think that the fucking school system was good then. You know, the good school system was fucking failed. Everybody failed that nigga. Well, How no, he became this, successful is... But, like, he would sing in church choirs and shit, and that's how he got noticed. Yeah, man. So he just said, fuck it, I'm not going to school because I'm popular. He would, just, <laughs> he would just figure it out. Like, you just hear the notes and, like, all that. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I don't know how you get by not reading. Books are awesome. <laughs> like, I love I love reading. Like, reading's fucking fun as shit. Like, I'm so happy that there's so many people that don't know how to read, man. Oh, I mean, there's so many adult illiterates. There's a shitload of them. Now, I'm not illiterate, but I don't read <laughs> fast. <laughs> like, uh-uh. Oh, you're on a consistent base. You're yep. like, yeah, yeah, I got this flow. If I if I read too fast, I stutter. Mm, yeah. And I'm, I'm just like, nah. As long as you know how to read, man. Yeah. As long as you can read. There's a lot of people that don't. That's insane. It's like fucking American school shit. They're like audiobooks exist now. Let, yeah, now you get audio. You yeah. don't need it. You just can't just... And then the voice is there with you with audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. You listen to an accent. Hey, damn, I didn't know this character had an accent. That's for people who don't have, like, real, like, uh, uh, fucking imagination. Yeah. Like, audiobooks are very good for them. I feel like I need to start doing audiobooks because I haven't, I haven't read, I haven't read, a, like, a, a, a novel in a yeah. long time, you know? I read, like, this, uh, this, uh, this book of interviews it was Judd Apatow. Really? Um, he's like interviewing like Steve Buscemi and fucking um, Key and Peele when right like right before they broke up and shit. Mm-hmm. 
and like this is like a real fun like a fun book you know yeah. I can do a fun book nowadays you know I can't do a novel anymore I'll like start reading a little bit I'm like damn I don't watch a YouTube video <laughs> yeah. like damn uh, I've lost well, let's it. see if we can actually find the interview yeah like, yeah you know I'm like yeah well, you better if I just watch the interview yeah let me, let me go do that uh, yeah my attention span not what it used to be no not at all no mm. no I'm in that same boat with you honestly <laughs> I used to be able to focus on something for hours, and now it's almost like I have ADHD. Oh my god, dude. I hate it. I just, I, maybe we do, you know? Maybe it's just undiagnosed ADHD. It's undiagnosed, you know? Who knows? I, I, I think I'm just happy I can remember a lot of stuff. You know? mm. I still remember things from my childhood, and TV shows that are obscure as fuck, and just lines from TV shows that are obscure. So it's like, yeah, I remember the important stuff. Yeah. As long as you remember stuff and, you know, can still read, it's like... You can pass in today's society. Yeah. But if you can't read and you don't really remember much, it's going to be hard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you don't know how to use your phone. <laughs> oh, man. That's... <laughs> and you, you're like old and you're like, wow. What? Dude, I used to work with a... I used to work for AT&T. Ooh. And trying Ooh. to teach somebody how to use their phone uh, over the phone, uh, it, it, it's the worst. Oh, uh, it's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> Uh, so what's it saying now? Is it okay? Um, look at no, don't do that. <laughs> like oh man, I, I I was in sales chat, so I was typing. Mm-hmm. Um, that was super bad too. It's like, really? It sucks so much. It's just like not being able to fucking grab the phone, yeah. <laughs> and help them through it. Like uh, those jobs are torture. Telemarketing torture. Any sales. call center job, call dude. center is torture. torture, man. Fuck you! Like you'll meet like the coolest people. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Find the most fun people. You probably meet your damn soulmate there, but you gotta fucking spend like so many hours fucking talking to these people you don't want to fucking talk to. Yeah. That don't want to fucking talk to you. Like it's just like a, a horrible situation. Ugh. Have you have you had any like wild situations happen like? While you were working at those places, um, I guess I think I created all the wild moments. <laughs> I would just like, I'd be like, "Fuck, shit!" I just like, I was when I first got here in Arizona. I worked at Afni for like eight months. Oh, same. And like, I was like, I was, I would swear so much. Like, they're like, "Gabe, you can't keep yelling." Like, oh, fuck this shit, I hate it. Like, I was like, at first I was kind of alright at it, and like, I was kind of feeling it. I was like, oh, this is an alright job. This is not as hard as I thought it was going to be. And then they started fucking with the bonus structure, and I was like, this is making me have to work harder for all these sales. I could like, at first I could like, get a decent bonus with the kind of slow and steady approach. Yeah. And now I'm not getting my bonus with my slow and steady approach. And I'm like, you know, you tell me you weren't going to do it. Ah. Uh, now you've lied to me. The trust has been broken. I don't mm-hmm. want to be here anymore. And so, like, I skated around, and, like, so I would just get fucking pissed off at, like, just dumb stuff. Just people saying stupid shit on the on the chat. And just, I, I, I wasn't, I just kind of, like, stopped coming in as much. Yeah. I was like, yeah, cut my hours. I, I was, like, full-time. I was like, yeah, let me, I want 24 hours. Yeah, just cut me to part-time. Yeah. And, it was, and, like, it was so much better. I was, like, so less stressed. It was just, like, 
shit's not worth it, man. It just wasn't fun. It wasn't a fun thing to do. And life is so unfun. To spend that time doing more unfun shit that you could choose not to do. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, fuck the days. Yeah, no, with my acne experience, I got, I was working for acne when, before the pandemic hit. Mm. And then when the pandemic hit. Ooh. So. How was that? Dude, it was, it was chill when we were, like, inside the building, right? Mm-hmm. And then I remember the day that actually COVID came out and, like, it was officially announced and they started, like, clearing They dropped, they dropped COVID. Dude. The album's out. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, all the call centers there, oh, my God. Dude, so they were like, all right, you're either going to work from home or you're going to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> We can't. We're not we can't have you. you in the There's building. Two options. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Were you in on the lawsuit that happened with uh, Afni? No, no, no. I left. Uh, I stopped working on Afni in like October 2018. So like, but I didn't know. I heard about this lawsuit, but I didn't know what the fucking. Oh, so let me tell you about that real fast because I actually got settlement pay because of it. Nice. Yeah, I like so, to hear that. Yeah, so. They were making people do mandatory overtime and not paying for their overtime. Oh, yeah. That's a fight. Yeah. So I literally was like, after, after I quit six months later, I get like a hundred bucks, a hundred dollar check from Athy. Hell yeah. I was like, wait, hold on. You're telling me I did a hundred days of mandatory overtime and didn't get paid? What the fuck? A hundred dollars worth of, of it, you know? Like that's a lot of fucking overtime. You yeah, get paid for it. Yeah, yeah. I would have. I, I, I. That's beautiful. You get paid for it. That's how they got away with that is crazy. Well, so that site completely. It's completely closed now. They <laughs> like they. They're like, yeah, no, we're not going to run this out of this anymore. No. Now it's just the one on Escalante, and I'm just like, oh, that's the one I worked at, I believe. Oh, uh, okay. Burn it down. Burn Afney down. Down. All of them. Burn that one down, too. I was working at another call center. I'm not going to say which one. Cause... <laughs> Can't encrypt it. Yeah, no. But there was a whole department that didn't show up to work on New Year's because Beautiful. everybody did, like, just didn't want to work on New Year's. <laughs> but also, they did a whole shift while half of them were on, like, Xanax and shit like that. And then the other ones were on, like, Percocet and shit. Like, it, the whole day. Call center is a great place to do uh, recreational drugs. Oh yeah, everybody's. On I've center. met my. I've met the majority of my dealers. Through <laughs> <laughs> call centers. Uh, oh, I feel like S is a dealer. You're like, yo, um, yeah, I need to get some new clients, man. Oh, I'm gonna go fucking work at a call work at a call center. <laughs> Just be like, yo, yeah. I mean, I work here too, but I got weed. I got Percocets. That's a perfect place to stand up shop. Yeah. That's better than, you know, that's what the fucking food trucks do there. <laughs> they go to the fucking call centers and serve food, drugs, same thing. Yeah. But not... Um, Some people's uh, drugs are food, you know? That's why I started smoking weed. <laughs> you know, I'm dead ass. I didn't, like, my first, like, probably six months in the comedy, I didn't smoke weed. I, I barely drank. Mm. And then clean. You were a clean person. I was a clean. Well, you were raw dogging. Life. Well, so I wasn't cl- like for comedy. I was clean. <laughs> I, I wouldn't drink before my sets. I didn't smoke weed. Didn't do nicotine. Anything like that. But like I was a party animal type of person. Mm. So like literally after my open mic sets, let's say it's a Thursday. After I do laughs, I'm literally first place uh, was high five. Mm. 
okay, yeah. For Thirsty Thursdays. Thirsty Thursday, yeah. Yeah. And when I started working at Afni, met my met a buddy who would eventually be my dealer. Mm. He was like, uh, first day, we all like we were just looking around and he was just like, Okay, this guy smokes, this guy smokes. <laughs> this guy, he pointed at me as like, This guy definitely smokes. <laughs> And I had never <laughs> smoked a day just, in my life. You just had the look. Yeah, I just had, had the, the look. Yeah. And so he's like, all right, well, we're all going to smoke on a lunch break. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was so high. Nice. <laughs> just sitting there learning about cell phones. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. fuck, like, I can do this. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. Some people just have a look about them. Mm-hmm. And they say, like, oh, that, that person looks like they smoke weed. Yeah. That's what I feel like. I didn't smoke weed till I was 17. That was the first time I smoked weed. Uh, like, I was fucking flapping my ass. I was going crazy. I was so high. And I uh, fucking uh, get kicked out. I got kicked out of school, so I actually... Oh, shit. Yeah, I was, like, homeless and shit. And, like, <clears throat> I was, like, staying at my friend Chris's house. And we smoked before our school. And... I had I had smoked a little bit like before then, but not like to a point where um, I could get high. I wasn't doing it right. Mm-hmm. This time I was doing it right. And he talked me through it. Smoked out of a, a piece. I was just like high off my ass, dude. I was like fucking flapping. Like I'm just fucking uh, being loud during the fucking uh, <laughs> during the first period. I was fucking just being loud and fucking. Everybody knew me to be really, really, really like subdued. So people, yeah. people knew that I was like, yeah, there was shit. something off. There was something off. It was oh, I was definitely off. It was like telling people to smell my hand and shit. Like <laughs> I was fucking wilding, bro. And like, uh, it was a funny time, man. And then you know that was right around when like Spice came out, the fucking K two, the mm-hmm. alternate weed. I started smoking that shit. That was when I first like trip tripped. And I was I was tripping so hard off that shit. I thought my dad nigga Ricky was still alive. I started uh, running to his house. I was like, "Where are you at? Where are you at?" Oh, I was, I was shirtless and shit. I was fucking flapping, bruh. I was going crazy. I I feel like now as an adult, I can't do crazy drugs anymore. Like I would love to do acid again. I would love to do like coke more. But I'm, like, a little too old for that now. Yeah. I feel like I can't do it. Like, most I can do is, like, shrooms. Yeah, no. I, I had a had a pretty bad acid bender for mm. a while. I was... So, it was just, like, now I'm... That I'm, acid will fuck your mental up, man. It'll oh, fuck, yeah, it'll no. Fuck it'll fuck, fuck you up. up. It'll get you in a place... Doing fucking Xanax. Like, that shit's not good for you. Xans are not good. See, I never touched anything like that. I've never touched Xanax, Percocets, never touched Coke. I love touched... Percocets, but I will not suggest people do Xanax. I I I, I threw I was I was looking at a movie theater, did a whole Xanny bar, threw up off fucking threw up in popcorn because I was eating the popcorn in the in the uh, fucking in, uh, theater. Somebody left popcorn in there. I was just like, oh, I'm so hungry. And I was eating it. I started throwing up, and like I started, I was trying to fight a nigga. He was just like. Making a joke, just making an instant joke. I don't even remember what it was. I was like, yeah, fuck it. Let's take this outside. Oh, I was man. serious, Justin. I was like, let's take it outside, nigga. Let's go. I don't even remember what he said. I was tripping. Damn. I was wilding. 
He was. He didn't even go outside. He was just like, yeah, this nigga's true. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm not. There, there's something off. With yeah, that. I'm not fighting. He, he thought, probably thought I had like superpowers. Who knows? You know, <laughs> you, you do a little bit of cocaine, you do some superpowers. Oh stuff yeah, stuff like that. You know, any drugs like that will give you superpowers yeah, automatically, superpowers, man. You get some extra strength. So no, nah, don't do Xanax. You know, I, I I feel like you know you're young enough. You could probably get away with doing coke, but coke nah. out here is crazy because it's mm-hmm. fentanyl now yeah. and then. You never know, so I wouldn't suggest doing it. Yeah, no, I've never, like, my uncle passed from doing coke. Oh, I'm sorry, bro. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, no, I I don't touch that. The only thing I've ever done, shrooms, acid, and weed, those. That's a good three. That's a good starting three. A good start and finish. Yeah, like, yeah, that's that's a good, like, vice lord. They keep those... And you can always do weed, and you can always... You You can always do mushrooms. Yeah, you can always do mushrooms and weed. They're all natural. That's where, you know... Uh, I love I love I love mushrooms. I've wrote like so many good songs off shrooms, man. Like just like I can just hear so many of my voices in my head, like so many songs that are just like in my head just come out and I'm just like it's a I love I uh and just being active. Smoking mm-hmm. weed and then I'd take a walk. Oh, I'm I'm writing like six songs. Yeah. Like if I say anything to your listeners, go take more walks, man. Walks are fucking great, man. They're so good. Just 20 minutes of a walk, how much more your brain is thinking just, like, in, like, creative ways and, like, giving you good, like, natural high. Mm -hmm. I love natural highs with with weed highs. Smoke some and then you work out a little bit. So it's it's a beautiful experience. I love it. Love it. That's how I write most of my stuff. When I have to take, well, it used to be just him. But now when I take her out, too, I always have the pen in my pocket. Mm. You get like oh, my phone's out, and I'm just like, but oh, here's a premise. Da, 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 da. Here's nice. this, da, 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 da. and then try and work it in. Like, it's so good, it right? Yeah. It's uh, I the human brain, man. It's funny to me how it works. Yeah. And getting it to like work at its best, like it's work. You have to like make yourself feel good. You have to make yourself be productive. Like you can want to have like all the ideas you want, but if you're not executing them, it's just gonna sit in your brain all day. Mm-hmm. You know, gotta get out, jot shit down, feel the air, feel the world, feel life. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I like that. I like, I love, I love, I love hearing about people and how they uh, stay inspired. Man, yeah. it's hard to, it's hard to say like fucking into everything because mm-hmm. life. Life is hard. Life, yeah. life, life beats you down. You know, kind of. Life to... will throw the kitchen sink at you. Oh yeah, life don't give a shit. Yeah, at all. You got to fight for your uh, creativity, man. It's not always there. You got to fight for everything. You got to fight for your right to party. Too. Mm-hmm. Were you ever a big like party person? Uh, I talking about doing like I wanted to be so bad. <laughs> right. uh, like and like I've had some crazy like parties and shit, and I've gone to, I've done, you know, like. I guess I had a time. I mean, like, I never bought cocaine, but when, like, girls are bringing around, it's like, oh, yeah, I'll do it. Oh, yeah. you know? uh, you're a pretty girl, I'm gonna do cocaine. But were you, like, a club to club, like, no, club person like no. that? No, I, I never, I never, I hate small talk. Oh. Yeah, and, like, when I was, like, 19, 18, 19, 20, this is, like, early 2010s, Molly was really big, and, like, I remember doing Molly one night, and I just, like, had the worst fucking. Ugh, that, Horrible come down, Molly. Yeah. Hated it. Oh, I hated it too. Hated it. and like oh. and just like I was like, you know, I'm not a club person. I want to be a club person because I I love 
I lo- I don't dance. I hate dancing. I don't really? like this. I hate dancing. I lo- I like to dance by myself, but I don't want to dance it, around people. I don't want to dance around people at all because like I want to be real. I want to be as fairly as I can be. And yeah. you could be hitting people, bitches be like, "Oh, been been there crazy. done that." Like I was when I go out, I'm known as I'm the dancing guy in my group. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get the attention from like all the girls and stuff like that when I dance. Mm. And then my friends come and swoop in. Uh, <laughs> damn. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, you're, you're, you're in a relationship, so that's good. I mean, you can just kind of like. No, even before, even when I was before, single. Uh, yeah. Damn. Even when I was single, that's I get the good. attention and all my friends swoop in. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I got, I, I opened the door. Come on. Yeah. At least, at least throw me a grenade or something. Like, yeah. That's good. How long have you been with uh, your significant other now? Uh, the 22nd of this month makes it 13 months. Oh, wow. Good for you, man. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm, I, I'm almost 30 now. I haven't been in a relationship like that was like substantial in a while. I'm looking for love. Yeah. And I, I love hearing people actually like, especially someone as young as you, because it's like, you could be like, oh, I'm going to do all this crazy shit. I'm going to be wild now. It's like, no, nah, just, it's cool to be with one woman now. Mm-hmm. Just be with find. It's so hard to find women that are actually just for you and like for like fucking with you. Yeah. On so many different levels, it's like you can't be playing that game no more. That fucking out there game, that single game shit. Like, find if you find a good woman, keep her. Mm-hmm. Keep her, bro. There's not a lot out there. There's a lot of there's a lot of damaged people. A lot. Oh, some of us. So much of us. We've been through some crazy shit, and it's hard to connect to people. If you find somebody you can be with for, like, months, cherish that shit. That's beautiful, man. Yeah. No, and she... And I just told you earlier before the podcast, she just moved in. So, like, I'm... That's dope, man. That's a big set. Yeah, no, and I... And I after the party years, right? Because yeah. I never hoed around. Like, that's the no? thing. I would, no, I was one of those people that, like, I like to go, I like to party and stuff like that. I'll try here and there, yeah. but it, the whole night isn't about oh let's go fuck these chicks or oh let's let's try and get somebody after. Da, 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 yeah, da. like yeah, yeah. it was never like that for me. It was like it was like that for my best friends. Yeah, I was just like I'm just here. You were to, setting it up for it. Yeah, <laughs> you're the setup I, guy. I am what I would like to call the phantom wingman. The phantom wingman. Yeah. Like, Everybody I needs will, that. Man. Yeah, there needs to be more of that. I will go out and I will dance and get the attention. You guys come in, swoop in, and then like I'm still here, right? <laughs> I'm still here. I'm doing my thing, but you guys don't see me until like later in the night. So it's a you know that's that's what that's why you are thirteen months with your your partner. You're a nice dude, man. You're you're a good nigga, and like. People need to be more like that. It's hard to be that kind of person in this world, man. Because people are... Shit is hard. And sometimes you want to be the worst. And people try to bring the worst out of you. That's really... I I, I, I applaud you. 13 months just being a good... Being with someone and then being uh, open enough to move in with somebody. That takes some emotional fucking mm-hmm. maturity, man. Well... The psychedelics helped a lot. Yeah! I'm not, not gonna I lie. Bet. Yeah. We we're they're sleeping on psychedelics for like I don't know depressed people and people in their moods. Mm-hmm. They need to really like go in on that. Yeah, there's nothing like a bad trip, a couple of bad trips to set you up and be like, oh, this is what I need to change. This is what yes. People are so afraid for like negative feel- negative feelings are the best like opener to like what you need to do mm-hmm. to make yourself feel good. 
You know, don't be afraid of your sad. Why? Why does this make me sad? Why does this make me feel this way? Yeah. Do some self-analyzation. Do some mushrooms. And even like, I'll tell my girl like, if I do something wrong, I don't want you to bottle that in. I don't want oh, you to. Tell, I want you to tell me straight up. So this way. A, I know I'm an asshole in this situation or whatever, but B, like, make sure it doesn't happen again. I want to be able yeah. to learn from the mistakes that I make in communication. Yeah. That's, that's a healthy way to do things, man. Yeah, and that's something that, like, I've never had in a relationship, and I'm so happy that, like, I was able to voice it first and be like, hey, look, we need to communicate in order to make this work. So... If you're willing to do that, I'm willing to do that. You can make it work. And, and we've made it work so far. That's beautiful, man. Clap it up for you guys. <laughs> I don't know if you have a soundboard or anything. Like, oh, no, no, no. I'll it. probably I'll grab something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm sorry, I'm just taking the control of the show here. No, you're good, man. Usually my guests do because I'm like, I want to listen to you guys. You know, I want to be able to. Thanks like, for letting me ramble. I love rambling. I uh, love talking about it. Dude, things. no problem. <laughs> dude, yeah. I don't know if you, do you know who uh, who Manny is? Manny, I do. I do know yeah. Manny. Manny is, a, is a, he's a, quite the storyteller. He's, yeah. He's, he's a different, different cat. He's been on this show four or five times and mm. he's just like rambled on and on. I just let him go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He can he I can hear him. He's a he, he does that in his uh, stand up. He's a he's a uh, a go honor a honor 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 honor. And I think I think uh, I think you need to have that if you're gonna perform. You need to be able to just like have material and mm-hmm. just constantly be able to come up with stuff and be able to fucking riff for a long time. And people fuck with that because people that's natural. Yeah, people fuck with what's natural, what's real, not that fake shit, man. I hate fake shit. Yeah. I like your uh uh Jordan and Pippin uh Jordan and Kobe. Is that Kobe? It yeah, looks like Pippin. No, yeah, it's it's Kobe it's Jordan and I Kobe at the All Star game. Oh, that's beautiful, man. Yeah, I got that one when I was in community college. And then if you look to your left over here, you got a rookie Shaquille O'Neal. Oh man, the classic uh magic jersey, Shaquille yep. O'Neal. I love that jersey. I've I love had, those jerseys. I've so had much. that longer than I've been alive. Really? Yeah, that's, that's insane. It's been in your family. Yeah, so that was passed down to me by my late uncle. That's beautiful. Yeah, and so everywhere that goes, no shit. I'm even like when I move out of this place and move into like a two bedroom and stuff like that. Yeah, I have my own studio. That's the first thing I have. keep it with you. Yeah, other than this thing too, this big ass Julio Jones. <laughs> oh man, I I I. I love jerseys, man. Oh, um, same. Jerseys are so great, man. That classic black pinstripe Orlando Magic jersey, like everybody like had one back when I was like a kid. It's like a fucking my my favorite one ever. I have two. There's the old school Raptors jerseys, like mm, the Vince Carter days. Classic. I got a Vince the, Carter jersey right now in my fucking uh, closet right now, bro. I had one, and it wasn't even the the Raptors one. And this goes into my second favorite, the old school New Jersey Nets. Jerseys. Oh man, those were those. Oh, were... those were. The Nets had a squad back in the early 2000s. That was mm-hmm. a good time. Uh, I miss that basketball. Yeah. The early 2000s basketball was undefeated. They, we had stars. We had dudes wanting to be rappers. You know what I mean? A couple dudes that were rappers. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, Kenyon Martin was a thug. You know what I'm saying? Jason Kidd was trying to keep it all together. You know, mm-hmm. you had uh, Richard Jefferson. 
That was a good squad. AI, Allen Iverson. Oh, man. What a icon. Yeah. Allen Iverson's an icon, bro. Like, he was such of what the new wave was going to be. You know? Mm-hmm. With the braids and the tattoos. He was the handles like, alone. The hand- I feel like he was just like, he was such like a... A pioneer for... Yeah. Yeah. He was so, he was so hip-hop. That was so crazy about him. He was like, he was so like what hip-hop was in a basketball player. Yeah. You know? He was... Like, so many rappers wanted to look like Allen Iverson, mm-hmm. you know, with the braids and the tats. And he was small, but he had he had the moves. Like, it was just... He was... Oh, man. Fucking love AI, man. 2001 AI, 2002 AI. Come on. Mm-hmm. Icon. And, you know, of course, Kobe, the ringleader of everybody. Yeah. The... the just, the can't lose attitude. I hated. I hated them so much. I hated the Lakers back then. I didn't want them to win. I hated them. He was the only reason why I liked the Lakers. I hated everybody else. <laughs> it was just Kobe. He was a fucking uh, uh, god, bro. And there's then 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 you had Tim Duncan just you know just being boring, but playing great basketball. So you know he talks shit on the court. Oh right? yeah, now here I love I love those stories too. <laughs> he's the, he'll hit, he was hitting things with the the almost. Yeah. <laughs> that is like yo, what do you do with Tim Duck and Mild Manor is like talking shit about you? Like, yeah, you can't even get mad at that. No, you this can't. Dude is so chill. Look, if I start getting like. Uh, turn if you start turning up at Tim Duncan, people are looking at you like you're crazy. Why are you turning up on Tim Duncan? Mm-hmm. Like, people like us back then, like, why, why did you turn up on Tim Duncan? Like, everybody on the floor, they know, yeah, <laughs> they know about the shit talking Tim Duncan. Oh, yeah, them. but to us, it's just like, oh, you wild, like, yeah, you don't go off on Tim Duncan, he's like the nicest guy ever. <laughs> oh man, Ginobili, uh, Tony, Tony Parker. Oh man, see, that was the thing, they, they used to have big threes. Back when we were back in those days, well, the but, big threes were drafted. Yeah, but they were drafted. Yeah, thing. and it would be like it wasn't like all of them are superstars. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Uh, you had Jason Kidd. He's the star. Richard Jefferson is the guy that can shoot mid shots and sometimes some threes. Mm-hmm. And then you had Kenyon Martin as the as the thug. And you all and then you had everybody else. You know what I mean? And same thing, you know, Shaq was the big center. Don't fuck with him. Kobe's the stylish Jordan type. And then they always had like a, they had a that was why they won so many championships. Mm-hmm. They had a rotating third guy. Because they'd be like, okay, if Derek Fisher ain't wilding, Robert Horry's wilding. Mm-hmm. If Robert Horry's not wilding, you got Grant wilding. Oh, if he's not wilding, somebody else is gonna maybe uh, uh Lamar wasn't on that not team yet. at the time. And no. then but one but once uh they got the second team, that team. Yeah. Kobe then you had Gasol with the strong defense, and then Lamar Odom with the fucking, you know, crack. Yeah, you know? and then so, you still had Derek Fisher and yes! So it was like... There's there's so many layers. You have to have that, like, complete team in mm-hmm. basketball, man. That's what people... I feel like that's kind of missing from the game, man. But, you know, I like I like, I like like uh, what I see from Boston. Whenever I see them play, they're really, really good. That's it's cool. And the Cavaliers, I'm from Ohio, so I'm always one of the Cavaliers to be good. Mm-hmm. Yo, I was back in Ohio when uh, they came back from 3-1 against the fucking Golden State. Damn. Warriors. That was a special time. That's, I feel like people need to stop trying to compare Jordan and LeBron. Jordan is the greatest player of all time. Nobody's ever going to touch that. But LeBron James is a special player. He's a special player that doesn't need to be compared to Jordan. Mm-hmm. You don't need to say that he's better than Jordan because it's just not true. But he did something Jordan never did, never had to do. You know, yeah. You? He came back. 
He's the only nigga to come back from three one. Like that's that's something to like really be proud of. Mm-hmm. You really really rallied your team. You said we ain't losing no more. Y'all didn't lose anymore. And you won a championship and brought a team that's never won an NBA championship. Yes, yes, a championship. That's it. That's, it. that's fucking. That's that's special. That is special. That's special. You can yeah. you can't take you can never take that away from LeBron. Give him his flowers, but don't. But really. People, if you listen to this podcast and you watch basketball and you say that shit about LeBron, I respect your opinion, but it's wrong. He's not better than Jordan. Nobody's better than Jordan. Jordan's the greatest of all time. You factor everything in. And see, this is why I don't like the GOAT debate, honestly. Because it's just like, they're they're different. They're two different styles. They're two different eras of basketball. Different eras, too. You know what I'm saying? It's just too much. There's too much going. I feel like... If you want to compare go Kobe with Michael, okay. But I still think I would still think he even Kobe if he was here still with us. God rest his fucking soul. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he would agree that Jordan is the best. He is. That's all it is. You he learned it. all of his stuff from Jordan. Yeah, exactly. He modeled his whole game. Like, yeah. come on, let's let's be let's be for real. Let's be honest. We don't have to overrate people to give them their proper flowers. Mm-hmm. You know? I lo- the, this Pikachu is killing me. Bro. Oh, yeah. It's, it's it's very prominent. It's, it's There's shots in there, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah, of alcohol. Ah, oh, nice, nice. I like Pikachu, man. I like alcohol, too. <laughs> if, is Pikachu the Pokemon you'd have if, you, if they were real in this world? Ooh, that's a good question. Probably that or a Charmander. Mm, One yeah. of the two. I want... I, I love Pokemon, but every time I think about this, like, yo, it's always a start, the starter ones. I want a starter is mine. I mm. probably have a Squirtle. Or a, a Cyndaquil. Oh, me. dude, a Cyndaquil. is dope, man. Cyndaquil's got such a good design. Yeah, I uh, love starters. Did you see what, um, did you see that Ash is now fin- spoilers. finally? Finally! Spoilers, yeah, he's the, he's a champion now. 25 years <laughs> in the making. Oh, uh, what? Cool. Oh, I'm so proud of him. Yeah, that's the, that. That should let you know you you gotta fight hard to get on top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's Ash taught us. Yeah, and all of our childhood heroes fucking lived their well, childhood anime heroes yeah. for those who watched it as <laughs> yeah. kids. Like they all like other than Luffy lived it. Like they got the goal that they were set out to make. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, uh, I when I was a kid. Goku was just in Super Saiyan. Now this nigga is a Super Saiyan god. He just he's, keeps going up. He keeps progressing. It's like you know that's he's so close be. to an angel now. Yeah, he's so close to like being like you know they did a natural progression. It was like yo know, martial arts in Dragon Ball, mm-hmm. and then Dragon Ball Z comes along. Aliens, bio machines, magic. Can it get higher? Yes, gods. They they did a uh, appropriate ladder mm-hmm. building of everything and how crazy shit has gotten and they just keep going and that's you know that's a, that's like when people are like oh, I don't watch anime or I don't uh, I don't read manga nowadays it's like people used to say that all the time and be like no watch it it's good yeah it'll teach you lessons to be strong you know Vegeta inspiration to me as a kid oh yeah he never gave up. He always, always, any change, he figured out how to be a better person. You can learn so much from anime. Anime's good for you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Anime and pro wrestling. It's good for you. Watch these things. They teach you valuable lessons. I'm, I'm just preaching to your audience. No, no, no. You're good. They need to be preached <laughs> to. forcing them to do things. I'm just like, do this. Who's your favorite professional wrestler right now? Uh, right now, I would say... Uh, man, who is my favorite professional wrestler right now? Uh, and it doesn't have to be from WWE. I would say Kenny Omega. That's an easy one. Kenny Omega or actually... Uh, Will Ospreay. Okay. Those two. And Bandito. Shout out to Bandito. I love Bandito. I'd kiss him if he was here. He's just a great luchador. I love luchadors. Mexican wrestling. Mm-hmm. Action packed. Always doing crazy moves. High oh, yeah. flying moves. Shout out to Rey Mysterio. Yeah. You know? Uh, icon. Icon. I love, I love luchadors. So yeah, those are my favorite. Those three. Bandito, Will Ospreay, Kenny Omega. Yeah, I didn't know who Will Ospreay was until I watched, like, AEW, and then, like, yeah. I was like, holy shit, this dude's, like, good, let me look oh, back, awesome. and then I found this New Japan stuff, Oh, he's like, great, he's so good, he can take a fucking beating, and he can mm-hmm. do some fucking amazing acrobatic shit, he's so great, um, Kenny's great, these guys take so much fucking damage oh, in their yeah. matches, and I, I appreciate the, the, uh, the thought put at, put into so many of their stories, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, I didn't beat you this one match. We tied this next match. We went a fucking 60 minute draw. It's like, ah, oh. that's again, the, the story of perseverance. Mm-hmm. You know, as I actually was start, I started a, uh, uh, writing a wrestling comic book. I have like at least nine pages that I've written for it. And it's always something I know I can go back on. It's like, well, I've been watching wrestling for years. So, like, and, like, to, I, like, wrote matches. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote matches. I was like, this is weird. This is so crazy. Like, and this is before AEW had came up. I was like, you know, because, you know, you needed, we needed an alternative. WWE was doing its thing too long. It's good to have more than one option. Oh, yeah. That's why I don't want, I don't want uh, anybody, um, I didn't want Marvel to buy DC when they were going through their little shuffle things. Mm. It's like, we need two comic book movie staples. We need, we need a Batman and Superman's and we need our fucking Spider-Man's and Doctor Strange's. Keep them separate. Don't just know, you know, we need our WWE's, we need our fucking AEW's. We need our CBS, we need our ABC. Mm-hmm. We can't keep having these fucking companies buy each other, you know? Mm-hmm. It's too much. No Monopolies. Monopolies are bad. I never even completed a full game of Monopoly. It's very hard to do that, honestly. Right? I don't blame you. It's too much work. And too much uh, anger when people just start taking all your money and you're mm-hmm. just like, yo, I'm broke as fuck here. And they get all these properties. Oh, they start taking it seriously and shit. It's just like, I just like rolling dice and playing. But some niggas buy all the property, you can't play anymore. Like, I'm, like, I'm done with this game. Did you like what uh, Triple H did with like how he's taken over so far? Uh, I think Triple H, I feel, I feel like... <sighs> I don't know if it's... It probably has to take more time for him to be like really back to his old ways, and I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's it is too much because Triple H was the best um, Booker in wrestling for like a good four or five years with NXT. The original NXT, you know, the first shit that they were doing with you know mm-hmm. we go from Seth Rollins and Big E and Andrade and Johnny Gargano and fucking uh, Shinsuke where they were all that 
that prime time that I'd say about 2013 to 2016. And then 2018 to 2019, right up until the Wednesday Night Wars began, that NXT was great. That 2018 NXT was fucking insane. You had Gargano, Aleister Black, uh, Lars Sullivan before he went to shit. Um, you had, uh, you had Big Damo doing shit with, uh, Sanity, um, Andrade, of course. They, everybody was Ricochet, Adam Cole. Before the Wednesday Night Wars, NXT was the best show. And I remember people were like, oh, yeah, AEW's not going to do anything because, you know, you know, NXT's finally on TV. Yeah. But it wasn't NXT by that point. You mm-hmm. know, it was already, you know, getting infiltrated. And then you see a lot of the, the NXT guys, Adam Cole, yeah. AEW. He went to AEW. Keith yeah. Lee, AEW. AEW. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like, I mean, um, Triple H is doing a better job at, like, I feel like the shows are easier to watch now, mm-hmm. and things are making a bit more sense, and people that, you know, deserve to be highlighted, like Gunther, Gunther's doing really good, um, obviously Roman's doing really good, he was doing good when Vince was there, so that doesn't really count, um, everybody has, like, uh, you know, there's, like, a, a unified vision there, I think you're gonna really see... It's going to be a really fun time, you know, two, three years of just this constant AEW versus WWE thing. Because now it kind of feels like WWE's back in the driver's seat. and you Especially know, when Cody left. Yeah, that was a bad look. I felt like they should have probably fought harder to keep Cody in the mix. Because it wasn't like if it was, you know, you could lose, you could lose like a Kip Sabian. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You could lose the Kip Sabian to WWE. If you thought, you know, just throwing out a name. Yeah. You could lose the Kip Sabian. You could, I think you could even lose. I like him a lot, and I think he's like an AEW lifer, probably. Just uh, hypothetically, they lost. Say they lost Darby Allen. Okay, you could do that. Yeah. You could lose Darby Allen, and the show still be entertaining. Yeah, and the show still be good, and you still have that strong feel. You know what I mean? Losing Cody was a big deal because he was a founding member. Yeah, of the show, of the group. You know what I mean? He left WWE, he gambled on himself. Like he was so much a part of the early part. He was the main. He was the number one guy in AEW when it started. You know, him and Jericho. Him and Jericho were the main guys. You know, and you had Moxley and Kenny there. Like they were, they were good guys too. But like the way things are positioned, the first big program was Jericho and Cody. Mm-hmm. You know, for a reason. These are the two probably the most recognizable names that you could do. And then you could have Moxley and Omega as like. Moxley, like, probably was the third most known yeah. guy. And then you had Kenny, who was, like, the biggest star that they had outside of all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? So, it was a perfect setup. And, like, they had Cody there, and he was a big deal. He was a huge. Everybody loved Cody. Like, those first few months. He was so popular. Was crazy popular. When he left, it was like, I felt like they had had Punk at the time. And they had so many of the new guys coming in. You, the Daniel Brian Danielson was about to come in. And you knew Orange that. Cassidy. Yeah, I, I, and I think they've done such. They've done a really good job with Orange Cassidy now. Yeah, putting that belt, that All Atlantic belt, on him and making that his thing mm-hmm. was the smartest thing that they did. This one of the smartest thing they've done this year. I think like I think it's a really undercover smart thing because. I feel like you can now, you can have, you know, give him like two, three more months with this all Atlantic shit. Mm. You could have, I feel like you could have him as a possible guy to take the belt off MJF. You, I can, I can buy him beating MJF. I feel like, that's why I like MJF as a champ. Yeah. Because he's a, he's a, 
anybody who beats him, I can believe it. You know, and AEW has not had that kind of champion. Yeah. You know, you had Jericho, super strong. Moxley, beating everybody, Mm -hmm. super strong champion. Kenny, super technical champion with a bunch of people, you know. And then uh, Hangman, a courageous champion that was always putting it out there. And all these big-time champs. Punk, too, big-time champ. Mm -hmm. MJF feels like the first champion that, like, I could see, uh, like I said, Orange Cassidy taking the belt off of him. I could see Hangman taking the belt. Adam off of Cole. Him. Adam yes. Cole taking the belt off of him in entertaining fashion too. Mm-hmm. And it would be, it would be good. I, I think, I think they I think next year go to new markets, have a champion of your own that's MJF, that's like a really homegrown guy. I feel like they they can kind of get that uh, that hype that they had back. Yeah, next it, year if they play shit the right way. It reminds me of when the Miz was the champion. Yeah, in a, I think in a, I think in a much 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 better way. Yeah, in a in a lot better way. In a lot lot a much much better way. I just think I think MJF is so much like that's the thing. I'm happy that like he immediately he goes out and is like I know people think I'm the Miz. I know people think I'm the Miz. I'm gonna I'm gonna show up. And he always has great matches. I don't think The Miz has had a match that is anywhere near the Miz and Darby Allen match at mm-hmm. Full Gear last year. I don't think The Miz has done anything close to that. That match was so technically sound. And then they delivered the story part at the end. It was like, this is this is great. This is amazing. I'm like, oh, I'm waiting for uh, Darby versus MJF for the title. That, for the, now that he's world champion, yeah. run that shit back. Run that shit back. Those two are. Uh, they definitely have a storyline for yeah, it. Yeah, they have. Oh, they have so much story for it. It's like, yeah, I, I think they they're on the right course. They're on the right course, and I think uh, WWE is doing well. You know, they have so much. They have a lot of. They bring a lot of people back. You know, Tegan Knox just came back. Uh, Braun Strowman came back. They have a lot of uh, people, and I don't think I don't think everybody's gonna stay for a long time, but. Um, they're having a good time in WWE. The fans seem like they're enjoying the shows again. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's good for a wrestling war. Have it go back and forth. Some some days you're gonna be hot. Sometimes you're not. Yeah. Yeah. WWE was not hot for a long time. Not not for it a long time. Very bad for a long time. And now they got a new paint, got a new 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 paint job, got a new owner. You know. And it just so happens that the owner. Degeneration X, yeah. <laughs> like that. They won, mm-hmm. and Shawn Michaels is like the GM of NXT now. It's like they all the things they wanted. Yeah, yeah. And he's like the the talent guy too. Like he's the yeah. trainer. That's cause... good. You should you should definitely have one of the greatest to do it. And be that. I'm I I think I'm so I'm uh I'm so I'm happy that Triple H is in charge because we needed that. That Vince shit was not popping. Vince was too old for that shit. Mm-hmm. And and Triple H was really great in NXT as, as a booker. So I think he's going to take some time for him to... He was doing one show, and he had the luxury of uh, uh, taping a lot of stuff, you know, so nothing could get fucked up. Um, so now it's like, you know, get some get some years on you. Become a better booker. Figure things out. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he's going to... I feel like we have some patience. Next three years, five years or so, wrestling is going to be very interesting. So, last question, and this is something that I kind of want to bring up since we're on the wrestling topic, right? Logan Paul. (laughs) Oh, man. Like... I feel like Logan Paul... 
is a double-edged sword because he's so popular and uh, I understand why business-wise you'd want him and he's not a bad athlete. No, he's not. He's not a bad athlete and I think he like actually enjoys wrestling and he can, you know, he's very athletic and like probably in the next, I feel like as time goes on, he'll be, you know, better and, you know, they won't ask him to do crazy shit like a buckshot lariat um, spot that'll fuck him up. Um, you know, people like CM Punk can barely do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think I think CM Punk getting fucked up, fucking that up, and then Logan Paul getting injured doing that spot gives us more appreciation for Adam Page because he does it all the time and mm-hmm. he, because he's a big dude. Yeah, Adam Page is a big dude. He's deceptively a big dude. And so he does all this like flippy. He does some flippy shit, and you're like, oh, I know smaller people can do that because like small people do flippy shit. It's like, yeah, no, fucking going to be into over the ring like six that, foot tall. And, yeah, that's crazy. He has the sturdy body to handle that kind of insane fucking uh, movement. That's why he can do that move so well. But yeah, I think Logan Paul. Um, but if Logan became a full time wrestler, oh, he'd be great. He he'd be. He, I think he would be one of the biggest stars. I think he needs to do that. He could be he could be a big, big, big star. He has the background for it. Yeah. He does. He could be a transcendent star. He could easily bring wrestling back to the mainstream. I think if they like really trained him and like made him like a good promo. Well, Sean's training him. Training him still? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's gonna if he keeps it up and like cares and doesn't pull a Ronda Rousey, he's gonna be like really, really, really great. Because I was watching the Ronda Rousey match with uh, Triple H and Stephanie. It's like, in retrospective, Triple H is way better than I ever gave him any credit. Because he really carried that woman. Mm-hmm. They ca- they made sure that that match was great. They made sure that Ronda looked like a star. And nobody else has really been able to do that since. You know, yeah. we've gotten a lot of... Her first run was really good. This run that she's on now... I don't know, man. I don't know about Ronda Rousey in WWE for, for a long time. But yeah, Logan... Put that. Put. You see, as long as he keeps the work up, he can be a giant. He can really. He can maybe him and MJF. I think they both are young enough and athletic enough. And you know, once I feel like he gets his promos down. Talking about Logan Paul. Yeah. MJF is the best promo in wrestling, and the dude's only like twenty five, twenty six. Like so much time. Yeah. So much time. The future of wrestling. That's the thing. Like wrestling is so funny because like. People will be like, oh, this is still going on. Wrestling is always going to go on. There's always going to be pro wrestling. And um, it's always going to have these you know, peaks and valleys of popularity. And um, whenever it's going to be in the mainstream or not. But I think it, I think we're due for uh, a time period where you know, wrestling is huge again in the mainstream. And I think we have the stars. you know, And have, the right people behind it. Yeah, the right people behind it. You know? Yeah, you, the fact that we have two big organizations on TV right now—that's a big sign. We're 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 due for something, you know. So yeah, shout out to Tony Khan and shout out to Triple H. Yeah, yes. both. You know, it's a you know Tony Khan's in his like late thirties, early forties. Triple H is in his fifties. It's much better than having uh, you know old man Vince and Dixie Carter running you know it, the biggest wrestling companies in the world. You know it's a, it's a much better upgrade. All right, Gabe, do you got anything that you you got going on that you want to plug right now? Uh, follow me on Instagram Benny TV underscore. That's where you see pictures and videos 
Follow me on my music account, Benny Forever and Ever. That's when I post music stuff. Um, follow me on uh, Hey, That's the Name of the Album. Hey, That's the Name on Instagram. Listen to our podcast. It's me and Colin. If you like music, we talk about music. We talk about 9-11 a lot. Uh, just because it comes up in conversation. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, that's all I'm doing. Uh, thanks for having me on the show, man. Oh, dude, no that's problem. Cool. Anytime you want to come through, honestly, maybe we can get Connor in here too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Get my uh, co-host. In yeah. And he'll, he'll, we'll go on, we'll fucking, we'll, we ramble. We go on so many tangents, as you can tell from this episode, how many tangents I went on. Uh, but yeah, that's all my links, man. Um, I'm I'm uh, rapping all the time at places, and uh, sometimes I'm at the Sky Bar, so come through there, um, audience, if you don't know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, thanks for being on the show, man. I really do Thank appreciate you. it. It's good to be on some uh, less less uh, less uh, pressure. I have so much pressure on my show because I'm a Host. Yeah, I don't have any pressure here. I can just go on. Mm-hmm. So thank you, man. Oh yeah, no problem. And thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you next week where we have Liam, the comedian, coming on. I don't know Liam. I don't think. No, I don't think I know. He's Liam. the he's the folk guy. The folk. Oh, yeah, the banjo him. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met him. Yeah, he just put out a folk album, and oh. so we're gonna. He's gonna come on. He's gonna you know play a few songs. We're gonna talk about it and do stuff like That's that. That's beautiful. Yeah, folk music. Folk. Folk music sounds like fun music. I wasn't listening. (laughs) I need to go. But thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys next week.